This is a HeadGum Podcast. Shout out to Claritin for sponsoring this episode and providing us with samples. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but if you are, allergies can wreck almost anything when they're happening. I have allergies all the time in like the spring, you know, whenever there's allergies around and I use this, you should also use it too. It's as simple as that. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and, that's right, and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestion available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, and an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. All of those things I just said, it's like a cocktail for the worst thing you can imagine, but not being able to breathe or that I'll get that thing where I go to sleep and then I wake up and I can breathe through one side of my face, but not the other. It's one of the worst feelings. And then when you blow your nose, you just can't because it feels like something's going to explode in there. That's where Claritin D is going to come in and help. So if you are ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it is time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Welcome to another brand new episode of All Fantasy Everything, the is. podcast that ate about six packets of Sour Patch Kids downstairs and is feeling feeling kind of a weird sour buzz off of them. You're juiced. I'm juiced. Yeah, dude. I'm like a gusher. They have cold Sour Patch Kids now. What are you talking they're about? They're like, they're called Sour Patch Freeze and they have Sour Patch Hot too. What is that? So that's Wait, like, like a... they make you feel the sensation of coldness? The freeze one, it, sound, it, it tastes like you have noxzema in the back of your throat if that can... Oh, oh, okay. So it's kind of like those mints that have like the like ice crystals. Thing. Yeah, I was about to be like, can oh. you just make mint gushers? They would be horrible. Or mint sour but the hot kids. ones <laughs> are like, ooh, yeah, they're, caliente. caliente. <laughs> they're like they have warheads. a chili pepper with like cute little googly <laughs> <Yeah>. eyes on <laughs> it. <laughs> little Anthony Ketises. That's what they are. So they're li- it's basically KY sensations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, for Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, a tingling. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can't imagine going in there for a KY sensation. No, you're, you're a big KY sensation. Guy, I mean, right? you had to, yeah, you had to tell everyone. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I am. What's a KY sensation? I'll, I'll, tell you. I'll take the bait. <laughs> it's amazing, is what it is. It's, uh, yeah. I think it's like we're drafting lubes. Today. It's lube. It's happening. like lubricants, but they have like sensations. But so they're like, it's like cold or it's like tingly, freezy, <laughs> yeah. like Arctic well, blast. I'm not married, so I just masturbate with it. But right. yeah, yeah, one of these days yeah. I'll figure it out. Man, you know? masturbate. That's a tough word. <laughs> 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 yeah. it sounds so gross. It's I, gross. I. <laughs> I mean, it's a gross activity. We should all be ashamed. It is. None of us yeah. do it. None of us all have fun in hell, you know? As a married man, it would be very hard for me to just bring home lube to my wife yeah. and be like, we talked about it on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, now she's going to listen. She's going to find out that she's 
a dry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I stopped at Ralph's, made a big scene, you know, like, where's the goddamn lube at? Right I mean, when I walked the in the door. KY Sensations? I want the Arctic Blast <laughs> KY Sensation. I went to a Dwayne Reed recently, and for some reason. It's, new, it's like Oh, CBS no, wait, it was Walgreens. Okay, okay. It's not actually Dwayne Reed. Yeah. I just am stuck in New York in my in my head. But I was shopping was, with my friend. Was and it we realized. Yeah, it was the giant one at Sunset and Vine that like randomly yep. has a really good smoothie bar in it. Sure. Oh, is yeah. it really? Yes. Oh. Lunch tip if you're ever in the Hollywood Sushi, area. Sushi, smoothies. Really? Yeah, that Walgreens is Clutch. the dopest part of LA. That's where <laughs> It's a flagship, which I did not know Walgreens. <laughs> flagship Walgreens. I didn't have those either. Yeah. Is that right by where What's Up Tiger Lily used to be? Is that that one? Or? A little bit. For, uh, oh, okay. By the one Arby's in LA? Yeah, it's in Fuck the... Yeah, yeah. It's like in the, the Arby's is on the other side of the ringer offices, and then the Walgreens is there, and then between those two things, we have all our needs. For everyone else out there, there's one Arby's in LA, and it fucking... There's one. It's such a bummer. I it's love hands, Arby's. It's a handsome That's Arby's, though. It's the only one? It's great. Yeah. Great, yeah. A great signage. Yep. And also, I've wanted to go to get their new duck. They got they, ducks. They got ducks at Arby's. Absolutely not. Man, you don't know that's that like they, they had a hero promotion, like G Y R O, and yeah. I was like, if you're in Los Angeles and getting your heroes from Arby's, you deserve the food poisoning. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, true. Sliders but duck, and fries. Duck, duck is different than a hero. Like, gyro, gyro. Uh, Why do d- they feel? I feel like they like buy their meat from contractors or something because uh-huh. all of a sudden they'll just have like deer. Oh yeah, no, it's like totally venison. mafia going like, yeah, uh, yeah, I got a, I got eight ducks. Yeah. <laughs> fell off the back of a truck. <laughs> They're gonna have like cigarette carton sandwiches yeah. pretty yeah. soon. <laughs> Arby's just acquired a duck farm on a hostile takeover. Oh, yeah, the couldn't... reason I brought this up was that oh, Walgreens yeah. inexplicably, sure. like half the lube was in one of those like locked cases. So yeah. it meant if you wanted to buy lube at the Walgreens, you had to call over a sales attendant and yeah. be like, I would like some lube. So. I want camel's breath <laughs> KY sensations. <laughs> you I mean, really gotta want the lube at that point. There's jokes about it, but they hit like, you know, I went to a 7-Eleven one time in Portland. Such, I hate I, buying condoms. I'm thrilled that you can buy them now in the self-checkout. Mm. But they had them behind the counter at the 7-Eleven and I went up and I was like, can I get some condoms? And the guy didn't hear me and I was like, condoms, said it like three times. By the time I screamed it, there were like 10 people in line. I'm like, give me the fucking condoms, dude. I, you know. Who condoms? Yeah. You gotta I, call them Jimmy hats. They should make it easy to get on is the On the point. other hand, that is what every woman experiences when buying tampons at a bodega. Sure. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. welcome to the female experience. Why do they man? have them in the back? I like, don't know. Put them know. in the aisle. They're also taxed like luxury items, which yeah, really makes wild. no sense. That's, that's I'm living the fancy life over <laughs> I'm here. I'm going to say it right rude. now. That's rude. You're a great ally. Thank you so much. That is gnarly. Uh, Sean, that's what, anyways, that, that kind, kind of podcast. podcast. <laughs> it's that kind of podcast. Sean has Jordan in the studio What's on Twitter. Yep, Sean yep. Cougar Mel Jordan on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Seen a lot of lot those. A lot of those out there now. What's, know. uh, what's the latest? Nothing, man. Just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to a, a vegan dinner party last night. Sure, you did. Tight. I'm oh, yeah. so sorry. Yeah, it was tight. I mean, I, okay. I I normally put canned chili and and things like that in my body, so it was kind of you know getting this some, put Oh, you got on your veggies for the year. <laughs> Seriously, okay. I bought some vitamins the other day. I was worried. What so. were some of the dishes? Yeah, uh, I think Brussels sprouts and kale. Uh, I mean, they wouldn't not, tell me what one of them was. Actually, that doesn't sound appealing. No. Like they're not doing fascinating things. Yeah, it was, right? um, I've had a vegan Big Mac once. It yeah. was um, Yeah, at least that yeah. there's I some ingredients. Brussels sprouts, kale. Right. I contributed yeah. some mac and cheese to a friend's giving, and in the most LA move of my entire life, I had to label them specifically not the vegan version oh, because man. there were, I think, multiple vegan mac and cheeses really? in play at this spot. I think it's because I just hang out with construction workers, yeah. but like really, like I've never been invited. 
invited to a vegan. Well, you're anything. all the kind of guy who would eat duck at an Arby's. Yeah, so it's like- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think the moment I say that out, they're like, we've lost him. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a lost cause. We'll just go Morrissey doesn't shot. hear this. <laughs> <laughs> you, die, you will. Yeah, they listen. Mor- Morrissey's a big, you said Morrissey? Yeah, Morrissey. Yeah, Morrissey's a big man. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, Morrissey, yeah. Also Moby, owner of Little Pine, the mm-hmm. vegan restaurant Mo- in uh, Moby, Morrissey. All the M celebs. Yeah. Dwayne Reed actually listens. Marilyn so that... Manson. Wow, Dwayne mm-hmm. Reed Michael himself. McDonald. Mm-hmm. Michael... These are the famous vegans. <laughs> Michael Rappaport. Uh... Michael Rappaport. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think that's it. I think those are all the vegans. That's the five sure. vegans. When the Paltrow invented veganism, right? And then that. she backed Much off. Much yeah. like yoga. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was wild. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she no. like, ugh. She said she invented yoga. Yeah. Well, basically, she was like, Dog. "Oh, I went to a yoga studio, and the 22 year old receptionist, who was clearly just being polite, was or like doing what her boss had ordered her to do for every customer, was like, have you ever done yoga before?'" And then she was recounting, it, and Gwyneth Paltrow was like, "No offense, but like." The reason I like you do yoga is because I do yoga, which honestly is not wrong. Like the, I would say, did, most white women yeah, know of yoga through Gwyneth from Paltrow. her, and like I do. There is part of me, like I, I truly believe this that I was the first comedian to say butt stuff, <laughs> and every time <laughs> I hear Claim someone say it, fame. I want some money. Yeah, <laughs> give me some money. I feel like I was the first person to call Beaverton, Oregon, the Tron. And now that happens all over Portland. First person I ever heard called the Tron. Yeah. See, everyone creates something, and Gwyneth Paltrow just created yoga for white women. We thought we invented skate, which is horse on a skateboard. When we, you know, in Sioux Falls, where I'm I'm from, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Oh, hell yeah. uh, We thought we invented that, and then we found out as soon as we ventured out into the world that, like, no, everybody had their version of skate. It was like, yeah, horse on a skateboard. We'll call it skate. Same amount of letters. Cool story, huh? It's a good story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rev, Hall, story. Rev Hall in March in Portland. Yeah, Buy tickets to the second stand-up <laughs> show. Uh, all the other shows have sold out. So maybe- Yeah, thank you, Portland. You'll be there, but you know, maybe maybe you'll have some fun people with maybe you. Maybe Sean Jordan you know? will be there. Maybe David Borey will be on the show, might, too. Might be. Hard to say. You'll be there that day earlier I for the All Famous Everything I podcast. I'll guaranteed be there that day earlier. It'd be so weird. It'd be weird if I just didn't go. Yeah. But I might. You know, I'm an alcoholic. We'll it's we'll not see. my fault. It's disease. So I might just sit in the bar. Uh, anything else to promote? I uh, no. Did, you know, listen to this and be awesome. Everybody, everybody, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for mm. joining the Patreon and just supporting and just being awesome. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I hope that doesn't fall on deaf ears with anyone ever. Seriously, thank you. Yeah, That's, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I got to get it out. I'm a, yeah. Speaking of which, you can sign up for our Patreon, All Fantasy Everything yeah, Patreon. Yeah. But Bonus seriously. episodes, watch-alongs. Yeah. The Slack. Yeah. Uh, Sean O'Connor <laughs> hey! in the studio at Sean O'Conn's on Twitter. It's so good to be back, guys. Mm-hmm. It's so good to have I love, you back. I love being here. Last time I saw you, we were at the Roost. Right, was at the Roost. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were just there on a Wednesday night. I yeah. love that. <laughs> I heard about that. I love that you're hanging out at the Roost now. I love the Roost. Uh, I will I will die for the Roost. I will, too. It looks like you're inside a Christmas bulb in there. I do. Now, how do you feel about I love, I love the it. owners potentially being Trump? Well, well you've been care. talking I've to decided. fucking Mike Malloy or something? <laughs> wow. He's the only we person We all have I've our heard. lines in the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. I've heard it. Grimes. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it. I was yeah. at Grimes today. There See, you go. Here's my thing about them being maybe Trump people. They're Vietnamese immigrants. You know what yeah. I mean? Like in Los Angeles, they're in a giant blue bubble. Even if they are Trump people. They're not doing anything. They're not yeah. really doing they anything. Haven't, like, it hasn't it spilled like, over into my whiskey, like so I'm not worried about it. It's like a symbolic middle finger. Yeah. yeah. It's like, like being I a teenager, you need to rebel. It's just being But without rude. real consequences. Yeah, exactly. I kept going. 
But I also went to the Griffin like three days after they had their little oh, no. problem. Little problem moment, you know, yeah. to fight. Yeah. No, just because it was completely empty, and that's what I look for. You knew you could get a table yeah. Yeah. out there holding a chain yeah. and a spike bat. Get out of here, you cowards! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they just told me to come in, take off my Met hat. I have my suspension. <laughs> Are you not allowed to wear hats on there? No, no, no team because... colors. Oh, because of the Proud Boys? No, thing? before the Proud Boys. What? So it's even oh, more confusing. Oh, right, because that was part of the like, this is fucked up because yeah. like I'm not even allowed to wear my sports team oh, hat. Wild. So like, why are you letting yeah. white supremacists have white supremacists shit on yeah. in this bar? Yeah, that's uh, that's real bad. I've never been to the Griffin. It's pretty good. I haven't is either. Yeah. You been yeah. there? No, I haven't. Oh no. If I'm I did... in that reach, TG or the Roost usually. Yeah, uh, local yeah. LA bar content. Yeah, is very yeah. relatable like for everyone yeah. listening. The Roost fucking rules. However, the jukebox at the Griffin fucking rocks. Does it? Oh my God. Rock rules. I've just put so much Misfits on and I just watched the bar clear out. <laughs> <laughs> I got something to say. Yeah. Uh, the all family everything people do love local The Roost content. I mean, it's fun. It's just like so you, many of our hijinks. You have this have picture. There. In your mind of what you think the roost is, and like you're all right, everybody got it. Cool. Uh, one of my draft picks is going to be rustic. Then Hell we're yeah. just going to oh, talk right. about your rustic. <laughs> for 20 minutes. I love rustic. <laughs> we got rustic takes. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's maybe the best chicken wing in LA. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. get them extra crispy. Ooh, from their hard. chicken wings incredible. Their burgers also great. Really? Wow. Yeah. I'm in a burger club, and I brought everyone to eat rustic, and they were so disappointed. But so hold on, I hold on. love it. I go like dive into that <laughs> a little happy. bit. You're in a burger That's club and you brought is. the club to Ye Rustic. Yeah, we were all voting on where we should take the next trip to for our burger club. I was like, Ye Rustic Inn is close to me and their burger is amazing. Everyone was like, this is just okay. <laughs> well, I'm in a, so I'm in a duck club. You're the only one who believes that the really? burger. I'm in a duck club and I was wondering where to take them. So oh, Arby's, baby. Think, right? If you are in a duck, we went to Duck House in the San Gabriel Valley. Oh, I That's, love I Duck I went there on Christmas Ooh, last so year. I forced my friend who does not watch movies to yeah. go see Phantom Thread with me. And then I was like, I'm going to reward you with a what good Chinese What a cute little dinner. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. It was That's wonderful. Great. Yeah. Jewish Christmas. I bet it took like food. 10 minutes to get to the... Oh, yeah. Oh. We also went to Justa in Venice the day before. And Silver Lake to Venice took like 18 minutes. That's wild. It's beautiful. Woo! Love uh, to drive. LA traffic content. Uh -huh. what, would you have anything coming up you want to direct people to? Oh. Uh, uh, well, I'll make the announcement here, yes. uh, although it's just only only going to be a minor announcement, mm -hmm. but Sean O'Connor is entering the podcast game. Oh, hey! shit! Uh, Welcome. Uh, yeah, it's called Your Two Dads. It's me and Julian McCullough yep. doing a what to expect while you're expecting for the boys. I love that. <laughs> uh, okay. I can't tell you who the company is yet, but there's going to be an announcement. Wow. It's uh, it's it's Alex Jones, right? Yeah. We're, we're doing we're, it with InfoWars. Yeah, with InfoWars. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's really important to speak up for father's rights yeah. in this political climate. <laughs> yeah, father's right activists. Like, we're not men's right activists. You're doing no, daddy's no, rights. No. Daddy's rights. Daddy's, <laughs> daddy's just going right. to live pod from family court. <laughs> <laughs> That's a brilliant idea. Well, when, when can people look out for that? Uh, coming in the new year. Coming in the new year. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Allison up. Herman in the studio. Hello. A Herman 2006 on Twitter. Across all platforms. Across platforms. Synergy, baby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right, right, right around the ringer. Yep. Wronger on the... On social media. Yeah. Wronger on social media. <laughs> um, I love pop culture. I love natural disasters, which I guess yes. count as pop culture. I'm yes. really excited to talk about those Oh, the again. eclipse is not a disaster. All right. I think one the was an was earthquake. And I'll fucking... I don't know. There was definitely Listen. at least one car accident because of the eclipse. So yeah. it counts. If we're going to fight, I'll put my shirt back on and we can all fight about <laughs> the eclipse. We're going to fight. 
We're gonna it, fight. Okay. Yeah. Do we? Are we really gonna say that wasn't a pop culture? Now, Roy Moore, I get it. That wasn't pop culture. That was just Roy me Moore. like grasping at straws. Yeah. But Wait, you picked Roy Moore? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shut up, Sean. We're not talking about that. <laughs> this is Allison's third appearance. We're talking yeah. about my other shitty pick. Yeah. <laughs> That's far worse than the eclipse. The, the eclipse was popular culture. I mean, it, it right? Am Loyal I, am I crazy? It's not. It's a science story. I don't yeah. know. Po- like it was like a pop culture vibe, though. I got from it. I'm, am I? I'm, an, I'm still. It's not happening, huh? I mean, it was popular. I don't know if it was culture. I'm a year more confident, and I still am buckling. I don't know. I don't what know. To if say. It, what, we would have to go to the culture experts, Migos, for that, and they're not <laughs> available right now. And Cardi B's baby. And Cardi culture B's baby. Culture, yeah. yeah. Sure. Once culture's old enough to talk, we'll Cul- ask her. Culture B. Sure. Her. Her. If the eclipse counts. Okay. All Why right. are we gendering her though? Oh, good call. Very fair point. Yeah. Well, ask, this is the this is the perspective we need as yeah. a father. Yeah, as yeah. a father, <laughs> as a woke dad. Woke dad. Woke dad 2018. <laughs> uh, God. Yeah, it's the only time I'll get to do that this year. Yeah. <laughs> I hated it. So I'm glad I'm gonna this retire. Is the one time it you're right gonna be now. more woke than everyone else in the room. So yeah. enjoy that. I'm really woke upset. But go to the gay. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love man. them. Uh, there you go. I love Cardi that too. Allison, do you have any anything? Uh, where do you want to direct people? Um, as what you do, mentioned, you I, I work for a fine website called The Ringer. You can find all my writing there. Uh, it's the end of the year, yes. so you know that means end of your content. Yes. So you yes. can read my top ten list. You can read my like really long think piece about what it all means, and that's. Basically, oh wait, actually, I interviewed Samin Nosrat, who is like the best human being ever from uh, salt, salt, fat, acid, heat. Yes, we just talked about food oh, for I an love hour. That show, that's yes. awesome. She's so likable. She I was watching her last night. How many languages does she speak? Because she's know, like in Italy speaking like four. fluent Italian, then she's in Mexico speaking Spanish, and it, like it's incredible to see someone that comfortable in every situation, like. Oh, and we found out that we went to the same high school and she grew up a 13-minute walk from me. Whoa, so. cool. Would you consider her uh, like the yin to David Chang's yang? Absolutely. Yeah, because there's she's so much positivity. Yeah. David Chang is darkness. <laughs> wow. Uh, hard, t- hard take. Harsh take on David Chang. Woke dad over here. He's yeah. got it. We got it all figured out. Yeah. He seems to be woke dad, David Chang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is he, is, his, is yeah. his wife pregnant? Yeah. They're going to have yeah. a kid. Oh, got to get him on this pod. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Ian Carmel at Ian Carmel on Twitter. At Ian Carmel on Instagram. J Date. At Ian Carmel on J Date. Sure. J Swipe. Actually, none of those now <laughs> off the market. At, but at Ian Carmel definitely <laughs> on Jewish Zillow. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Jewish Zillow just Zillow? It's Zillow, yeah. I'm here coming on Zillow. Uh, I can say that I'm Jewish. <laughs> By the way, that would in before the comments. Just creating an app, like putting no work into it, but yeah. just making like Jewish Zillow, I people would download it. People would uh-huh. download it. Oh, it's I would us. be equally popular among like nosy Jewish people and the alt right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they're like your two demos. <laughs> It, do- it does the doxing for you. Uh, what do I got coming up? Yeah, so we sold out uh, in Portland in March. We sold out uh, the two live podcasts at the Doug Fur. Thank you for buying tickets to that. Thank you so much. If you didn't get tickets, I'm sorry. We- Maybe we can add it. We'll look into it. Add another show. We probably can't. Like, the- all the-, the real estate in Portland is booked up. What we did add on the night of the 8th, another stand-up show. So uh, we sold out the first one at Revolution Hall. We're doing another one because there was so much demand for the tickets. So jump online. Uh, like it's on my Twitter or go yeah. to Revolution Hall's website. I'll be there doing my new hour. 
I'm going to have new stuff. I'm gonna, <laughs> none of it's written yet. Sean will be there with some new, new stuff. David will be there. It's going to be really, really fun. Yeah. Cop your tickets. It's yeah. going to be an amazing weekend. And in also, Portland. you're going to be in uh, in uh, Madison in January, right? Oh, shit. Yeah. And I'm going to be uh, in Madison, Wisconsin, January 3rd, 4th, and 5th yeah. at Comedy on State. So yeah. come see that too. Me and One of the best clubs. Can I make a prediction for 2019? No, yeah. not yet. No? <laughs> of course. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to say say it. The next time All Fantasy Everything goes to Portland. Yeah. Uh-huh. You guys are gonna be doing it where the Trailblazers play. Motor Center. Oh, at the Motor Center? Yeah. Wow. Boy. Right right at Half Court Line. Yep. And I'm gonna be there. I'm booking myself it's now. Be yeah. as fuck. The acoustics are gonna be awful. It wouldn't be, <laughs> wouldn't be my first time on a basketball court as uh, I did do a halftime show when I was in Taekwondo when I was 10 at the Sioux Falls Sky Force halftime show. Sure. So, yeah. you know, well, I, I wouldn't be that nervous. If, oh, wait. I'm just saying. Taekwondo? Taekwondo. Taekwondo. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Black belt, second degree playboy. It's his discipline. Watch your back. Watch That's your back. why you're wearing a black belt right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, and a pink, he also got a pink shirt. <laughs> he also got a pink shirt. I'm not marginally less confident in fighting you about eclipses. Yeah. <laughs> he, you should see him with nunchucks. It's a... I it's still got that's the right. one Sight. skill I held on to was not. Wait, didn't you do that? You were at the New Year's party skill. last year, right? Didn't didn't you bust him out of the New I Year's did. party? I did. Miel won't. Yeah, she was like shocked. Yeah. I came out with a straight face and just started nunchucking. Well, we'll you know? see. We'll see. <laughs> Cop those, if you're in the Midwest, come yeah. see me at Comedy on State. Please do. If you're in Portland uh, and either you want to see two shows or you haven't gotten tickets yet, cop those tickets <laughs> to the Second Revolution Hall show. Yeah. It's at six. It's yeah. a little bit of a happy hour show. Yeah, we've got some happy hour surprises for you. <laughs> uh, so without further ado, let's get into the podcast. We are here doing our 2018 Pop Culture All Fantasy Everything Fantasy Draft. Uh, it's our third installment of it. I'm very excited to get to it. We have uh, You're probably my two favorite pop culture people to talk to. Yeah. And then Sean's Wonderful. here too. You must talk to so many pop culture f- people. What an I, honor! I do. I'm in. The, that's that's my line of work. You know. I don't know just, why Marissa yeah. laughs so You're hard about it. I obsess yeah. over it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I am it. Oh no, no, I am I not am that comfortable. Culture. Who do you think I am? 1981 Freddie Mercury. <laughs> wow. I'm nervous. People. I don't. I don't get nervous for any of these. I'm nervous for you this one. You should be nervous. I like, last year. Yeah, because he has like a list of pedophiles and like yeah. fires. <laughs> I got my face ripped off last year. This year's Roy Moore. Is it take the Larry oh. Does, he, does he just reinherit the pedophile of the country <laughs> title again? There was a Disney dad who just got fired from a show he was on last night, according to Deadline, oh. uh, for being a pedophile. Wow, look who's up on pop culture. Breaking oh, Deadline news. I know all about the cast of Andy Mack on Disney. <laughs> uh, the way we determine the order of the draft is through a rollicking game of rock, paper, scissors, play between the three of you, and we throw on shoot. Here we go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, Sean wow. wins. Whoa. Decisive. I, this now, is Sean? the first time I've lost. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. I had a streak. Fuck. Shit. <laughs> well, Sean, the other Sean ended it. At least it was by another Sean's hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. What Sean, do you do? I'll Sean's got to win. Just saying, I'll Sean everything. Know. I'll Sean to see everything? Sure. I'll yeah, Sean yeah. to see everything. I'll Sean I went to high school <laughs> with. <laughs> uh, Sean, it's incumbent upon you as the winner to determine the order of the draft. Before sure. you do, I will remind you it's a uh, serpentine draft. It is. Now, what exactly is it? <laughs> I'll answer my own question. question. I'll tell you this. As, uh, normally, David asks that, but David's not here. Uh, mm-hmm. it, so for everybody wondering, a serpentine, it's like, let's say you're at a, like a vegan dinner party, and uh, you got a plate of kale. you got a plate of sprouts, mm-hmm. right? So you take a bite of the kale. Mm-hmm. Now, it's pretty good, mm-hmm. but I wonder how those sprouts are. So then you, mm-hmm. go, you take a bite of the sprouts. You're like, I don't know if I like, maybe the kale's better. But before you go back to the kale, you take another bite of the sprouts. Right. And you're like, I kind of want to get down on the kale again because okay. I don't know what that dressing was. Right. So you go to the kale. Like, is that vegan dressing? Oh, okay. 
You're like, we're yeah. just two dishes at this yeah, entire yeah, thing. It, it is driving me nuts that he, he keeps saying. Basically what it means, if you pick fourth in the first round, you pick uh, first in the second round. Every time you add more details or lack thereof, it sounds yeah. worse and worse. There, were, there were three dishes and Miel wouldn't tell me what the third one. It was good, but she, I was like, what is this? She goes, just eat it. Mung so bean. It was, it was good. And then her dessert was off the chains. It was like this. An on fire apple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean, what will the order of the draft be? Uh, I'm going to go first. All right, Sean. And then we're going to go Sean, Allison, Ian. Sean, Sean, Allison, Ian. Got the hot corner again. I know you like the hot corner. I All right. Now, Sean, uh, with the first pick in the All Fantasy Everything mm -hmm. Pop Culture 2018 draft. Sure. We'll find out your pick right after this short break. This episode of All Fantasy Everything is brought to you by Policy Genius. Uh, now, something you can really do for your family this spring, something you want to do. Sure, you want to go get in shape. You want to learn how to do the splits. You know, you got to redo the bathroom. One thing you can do, <laughs> that, that's all me, by the way. I want to learn how to do the splits. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius uh, as part of your financial planning for the year. Getting life insurance just means that you have a peace of mind. So if something's going to happen to you, if it were to happen to you, your family can cover the expenses while getting back on their feet. That's what life insurance is for. And luckily, Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top life insurance companies and their team of licensed experts. They're on hand just to kind of talk you through it. So I have life insurance through no effort of my own. My wife did everything as she does, but I was sort of on the sidelines of the project. And it, it was such a hard thing she had to do. She had to go through and compare everything, find all the quotes herself. But it helps me sleep tremendously, especially now that we have a kid. Also, it's it's a bummer to talk about, but once you get it out of the way, you don't have to talk about it again. And that's where Policy Genius comes in. They make it the easiest and quickest possible situation you can have. Policy Genius has licensed award-winning agents, technology that makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers. Just a few clicks, you're going to find the lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams, which, you know, I've always wanted to avoid unnecessary medical exams. Nothing new for your boy. So if that sounds like something you're into, Policy Genius can get it done. They also work for you, not the insurers. That means they don't have uh, some sort of quota they got to meet. They're not hitting like bonus numbers or anything. They just want you to get the best quote possible and the best insurance for you. So they're out for you, not the insurance companies, which I'll let your boy. That's what we're looking for. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. This episode of All Fantasy Everything is brought to you by Wondery. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series from shows like Kid Nation, CBS is Weird, like Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town. Sounds insane. Uh, to the swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. Also sounds insane. On each episode of Wondry's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem, the women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews 
follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. A huge one for me, you know, just people-pleasing. And it's you say it like it's a bad thing. It's just something that you need to get under control. All of these stressors, you know, you keep them bottled up. It starts to affect you negatively. Everybody. You don't have to feel weird if this stuff affects you. It affects everybody. And there's people, again, myself included, who walk around trying to front like it doesn't. But it does. It always does. It always has. And therapy is a safe place to just get things off your chest. You to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down, all those problems. Even if you just want to vent or kvetch about somebody, go to therapy, get them new ears on it. You know what I'm talking about? Get it somebody who they're going to leak it to. They're not going to tell your homies. Go let them know. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, how to do all those things that make you be a better you. As hokey as that sounds, that is what we are all going for. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. All right? Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's convenient, flexible, and it's also suited to your schedule. All right? You just fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist. You switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. If you don't like the cut of your therapist's jib, as it were, go on and switch. BetterHelp has got your back. They want it to work just like you do. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash fantasy today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash fantasy. And we're back. All right, Sean Jordan, it's time for your first pick. You're on the clock. I'm going to pick the Eclipse from 2017. You motherfucker. No, I'm not. Uh, I just watched it the other night. I'm going to pick A Star is Born. Wow, oh. that was going to be my first pick. I mean, but... I, I might, it might have been uh, my first pick, That's too. why I had to go first, because I j- so... Are we obligated to have a group sing along to Shallow? Yeah. Is yeah. that what's about to happen? Just the low part, or what? <laughs> Wait, am I going to be the Grinch about a Star's board? Fuck you, you dude. You didn't like it? The cinematic event of the year. Am I going to be the Illuminations, the Grinch? Is the... I liked A Star is Born. Uh, is Lady Gaga yeah. the greatest actress of all time? Yes. You love Lady However, Gaga. However. Why are you pointing a gun at me right now? He's got a, everyone's got their guns trained on <laughs> because you. It's like Doomstone You know here. how I feel about Bradley Cooper. <laughs> I Cradley Bruplin. Cradley oh, Fuck Bradley Cooper. It's Jackson Maine who matters. Cradley Bruplin. I don't all agree on this. I saw it in New Orleans with a group of women. Uh, oh. Only way to see it. Woke to It was my wife and then just a bunch of people we didn't know mm-hmm. in a theater in New Orleans. Everyone was crying, and I started laughing. You second-lined your way out of there. Yeah. I, well, of course. Yeah. But I was laughing when he, like, pissed his pants at the Grammy. Oh, I mean, you that were? kind of funny. I thought it was funny. Anybody kept going, Bith, did you win? Bith, yeah, Bith, cool. did you win? <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is a secret comedy. Yeah. <laughs> it, so a lot of that stuff get real, I'm get real deep, but a lot of that stuff hit Dude. real home with my dad, because my dad was... A, a, like a crazy alcoholic, like okay. that kind of shit. Yeah, no, okay. you feel like a it. prick, Sean O'Connor. No, 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 I feel real no, bad. No, stop, stop, not at all. But dick's gonna be uh, making amends. Well, when, so, and I've told this before, but my dad one time tried to pull out an inflated catheter when he when it was like inside. So oh, when he peed his pants, oh, I, just I just kept thinking about. I know, I'm sorry. It's it is gnarly, but uh, when he did that, I was I had to get up and like I walked around the living room because I was just like, holy buckets. But it's one of those yeah. movies where it's supposed to make you feel something, and I like that I felt that 
I did, felt yeah. something yeah. about oh, yeah. that I movie. Yeah. I also, like, we have to talk about the trailer, right? Like, oh, so good. So, But the trailer was so good because yeah. it yeah. looked so bad. I thought the movie oh, was you going to be this, bad? like, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. Hey, I just want to take another look at you meme. It's just so ridiculous. That was actually going to be my number one pick. I wasn't going to pick the movie. I was going to pick the meme. <laughs> well, I mean, I saw it opening night at the Grove in a theater that I'm pretty sure was like 97% women and gay men. Yeah. Sure. And um, when so the, the first of all, like the title card came up, like yeah. that totally silent. And then someone <laughs> had the flash on their camera on and the sound. And oh, they just God. took a picture of the title card. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, everyone, like such an extreme version of people who record at concerts. <laughs> like, who's ever going to see this? But everyone else... <laughs> Here was completely silent. And then we just heard this. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Marsha. You didn't so believe me? Happened. I wasn't a star is born. Here's the fucking picture. So that I'll happened. But that. then I just needed to take another look at you happened. And the entire theater broke out in rapturous applause oh. because we were all there for that moment. I love that fucking but line. But like the trailer I thought just looked. It like did I look was porn. very excited to see it, but it was a very like ironic I was kind of expecting a good, bad movie, which the process that this most closely resembled for me was like, I don't know if you guys remember The Young Pope. Oh, yeah. But I... The Young Pope trailer looked terrible. It did. And that then was... The Young Pope is legitimately amazing. And one it was of us a picked similar... it last year, right? I think it was yeah. probably me. Yeah. It was but my was number one you. show of last year. I yeah. loved it so but much. But it was a similar like, oh, this is going to be so shitty. And then it just blows you over. With we the... can't trust a trailer. I, yeah. I, I've never trusted a trailer. I, I liked the trailer. I liked the trailer, too. <laughs> I was very excited for it. What something you need to know? I am a Gaga stan. He's like, not, he's dude, for you're Gaga. a little monster. Like, she is yeah. amazing. I in love that her. Movie. I've seen her in concert three times. As long she as was I've a dick you, to me loved. in New York. Yeah. Like, because uh, what was that last part? She was a dick to me in New York. Uh, she <laughs> she ran the burlesque show before my stand up. Uh, right after my stand up show at really? Fifi. Yeah, Sunday night was. Uh, oh, so you knew Stephanie? I knew. You didn't well, know Lady no, Gaga. She was Gaga at the time because it was Lady Starlight's review. And Gaga was like her second, her right hand gal, and okay, and yeah, but she. How was long ago was that? Two thousand seven, two thousand eight. No, okay. yeah, it's really cool. I've loved her since then. I had such a crush on her because she was like a cool burlesque girl. Yeah, <laughs> and now she's like a. Fucking star. Even she really, with that hideous nose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that right. essentially touches. Yeah. yeah I'm like, and it's like, I'm going to be thinking about that nose for well, a long time. Well, I didn't know time. this. I guess that <laughs> happened to her. I didn't know that, right? You were telling me, and that, that, like, she was told. I think so, right? Yeah, she was told that like, she wasn't conventionally attracted to be a pop which star. Which is astonishing. By the way, This A Star Is Born is so much better than the Barbara Streisand oh, Christmas Thompson. I watched Thompson. all three I've never seen immediately before for content yeah. purposes. I actually had like a sneaky soft spot for the Barbara Streisand one. Even Did you though like when she, she is the white woman the in, a, in a trio called the Oreos with two unnamed black women oh, as no. her flag. Is that the 70s one? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty dark. With Chris Christopherson. But okay. it is like... It does try to make her more of like an independent, assertive person. And like, if anything, this A Star is Born is kind of a step back in terms of that. Really? Well, like, what about the I don't time know. Where I Alec really... Baldwin says, ladies and gentlemen, Allie. Well, I don't know. We should talk about the whole like poptimism thing, probably. Like, the way it presents her like sudden transformation into like, 2007 Kesha yeah. to me like not only didn't make sense within the movie but also just like if you look at like the current pop landscape it's full of people like Taylor Swift yeah. who came up as like 
within country rock who wrote their own songs. Yes. And it doesn't make any sense that someone would like discover Allie as someone who writes her own songs in country rock and then be like, you should be Kesha. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. what I envisioned. That was the one beef. If yeah. I had to pick a beef, that was the one thing that I had where I was like, I don't know if she would when do I, that. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Sean. Oh, no, no. Uh, what you were going to say is very important. I know that. So I, you can say. <laughs> I don't think it is. Oh, no, so much I was just going to say, the, I think my problems with the movie were... Uh, Bradley Cooper sounded too much like my friend Dan. Uh, and uh, Sam Elliott, who literally and, is yeah, like, you stole my right. voice in the movie. <laughs> and, like, it just sounded like a like a, a Northeast guy <laughs> doing a Southern accent. <laughs> <with> Bradley. <laughs> oh, Arizona, uh, apparently. Yeah. And then the British manager. <laughs> that guy. Is such a piece of shit. Sucked. Who doesn't get his comeuppance. No. That's just bad storytelling. Yeah. I know, I've got on socks, mate. The sort of tuck kind of down in there, you know? He should yeah. at least step on a rake at some point. You know what I mean? Let's just give him a leave. Yeah. Like, oh, it's just like a picture of him, like a, a, a shot of him driving, and then it's like, ooh, what's that over there? And then you just hear an explosion. <laughs> the man needed to die. They get like Poochie flew into the sun yeah. for him. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, he went I, back to his home planet. I love like, the movie. My beefs for the Poptimism thing and the fact that it was never clear where anything was happening at no. any point in time, which I actually thought was really interesting because, like, there are certain earlier Star is Borns where, like, literally the opening credits is just like a giant shot of Hollywood at night. Okay. Yeah. And this was a little more like. It took me forever to figure out it was LA. Well, because they like, mentioned Andrew like a motorcycle ride to Arizona. They're at the Virgil, one of those and, scenes. That's they, pretty cool. That yeah. was cool. I got it. Virgil's where with Shangela. We've all been. It's in LA, but they do stand up shows for everyone listening. They do stand up shows, so it's fun to see. We're hot tub. Uh, yeah. Now, was she supposed to? Was Allie living in like Covina? Because like I he was doing like stage. It coach, looked like downtown right? LA. And yeah, so it, I think did, she it was either Coachella LA. or stage coach. The actual house was in Echo Park, but I think it was supposed to be either like the San Fernando or the San Gabriel Valley. The yeah. yeah. point being, there were like hundreds of replies long, very contentious Twitter threads like dedicated to dissecting it. There was no conclusion, but the point is the movie leaves it very unclear. And there's a yeah. lot of room for debate. That's fine with me. I don't know. Yeah, I, right. it wasn't even like a beef. It was just like a fun thing to joke about yeah. because everyone saw that movie. And so you could actually talk about it with everyone sure. you knew, which was awesome. I didn't, it's it's one of those, I didn't see it until like three nights ago. And I, I was so excited that we, because I think we were going to try to record this last week, this this episode. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, God damn it, I want to pick that, but I can't pick it without seeing it. And then Ian got no, the screeners. No, that would have like, been like when you took weed. I, yeah. uh, no, fuck that. I've had, I, was had, I had weed when One you were weed. fucking six, dude. <laughs> Talk about this. <laughs> I was fucking, that, that's different. David, you can fucking take a long walk up a short pier for griping at me about that one. Uh, but this, I was like, I can't pick it and then not know what I'm talking about. So I was really excited that we delayed this and I got to see it. It was so good. Shallows is a great song. Amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. Like all the songs are good except for the, the SNL song that she sings. What do you um, do with why that? Did you, the ass song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's that in Hair Body Face. I actually like her pop songs. It was like the last ballad where she's like, I'm Allie Main, but I was, I was not into. I was bawling at the end. Well, I wasn't because Zach was sitting right next to me. I was internally I was bawling. bawling at like the footage they show while she's singing it, like the way they cut to like her and him at the piano. Mm. But the actual song was not But here's great. the thing with the pop songs. She released this song that she debuted at Coachella, I think, last year called The Cure, which is a fucking banger and a half. And it's a pop song, and it's never been released on an album. 
just put that as the pop song. Why? Why not? It's such a banger. Like you would sell more copies of the soundtrack. Well, it's just very unclear to me, like how the movie thinks we're supposed to feel about it. And I think because like we see her, we don't see her thought process behind the change, and we only see it like through his eyes. I think we're supposed to judge her and be like, "This music sucks," and you're betraying her identity, which is not awesome. No, uh, it's like you need that guy. What yeah. was there, to tell like, you what to do. Yeah. The closest parallel I could see was remember when Jewel was like she did that one whole album that was yeah. like folksy, or kind like of Nelly Furtado going yeah. to like uh, yeah. oh yeah. my god, what's Bro, the man with Timbaland? Yeah. yeah, yeah, going from like I'm a like a bird, yeah. and then being like prom- is, uh, is a game MVP like Steve Nash? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good show. Wow, yeah. I can't believe you can quote Nelly Furtado. Oh, I'm a big Furtado dude. I respect everything from uh, Toronto. All right, Super Producer Marissa. Marissa's doing jumping jacks over there. I overstepped it when I said I was going to be a Grinch because I gave it three stars on Letterboxd. No, yeah. <laughs> but, so anyway. but I wanted to just be a foil, and now I feel like a jerk. Well, uh, Star is born. it's time for your next pick to grow three sizes. Okay, here we go. <laughs> and yeah, like the, the Grinch, I'm about to eat crow. Uh... <laughs> My pick, uh, first pick, is I'm going to pick Succession. Yeah! Oh, I'm so excited yes, to fight about this with all so of you. Yes. You didn't love like it? Succession. It's so okay. good, it is dude. The At- best show on TV since Halt and Catch Fire. It's so oh, fucking we'll, good. Okay, we can bond over Halt and Catch Fire. Um, at the risk of being fired from the internet's what? foremost Succession fan site. Dog. The Rigger loves Succession. really was dragging my feet. I do think it got a lot better by the end, yes. but so the- I think there are a lot of like undeniable, very significant flaws with especially the first half of the season. The first episode was real tricky. It, like I I remember thinking that like, this is going to suck, but I uh, loved it after I, that. yeah, I agree. I kind of hated the first episode. Oh, yeah, it was bad. But, but that Kieran Culkin moment on the baseball field made me feel such disgust for a character. Uh-huh. I'm like, this show is making me feel something. Yeah. So I have to keep going. Yeah, yeah. to me, and this is still honestly my problem with the show, like, First of all, I'm just going to do a preemptive, like, fuck off to everyone who's going to come at me and be like, actually, it's a comedy. Because here's the thing. Comedy is a genre that runs on timing and efficiency, which means if every single one of your episodes is 65 goddamn <laughs> minutes long, you have no excuse. Like, the the one-liners are really good, and a lot of the comedic scenarios it comes up with are super funny. But they're, like, floating in this soup of just distended. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you're trying to be like, all these rich people are so excessive and they don't, like, check their own excesses like you counter that by yourself being a very tight and incisive indictment of these people and like it should just be a half hour show that's just my it should be a half hour i think every show should be a half hour show Mm. agreed yeah i think every movie should be an hour and a half and every (laughs) tv show should be a half hour however if there was 20 episodes of succession it would still be my number one pick (laughs) give me the the hours i think season two is going to be really good because the way they wrapped up season one was basically like we've clarified all the character dynamics which was Mm -hmm. another one of my beasts was like it was very unclear what certain people's like base personality traits or relationships yeah, were to one another yeah. until like literally three quarters of the way through the yeah, season. It yeah. takes a while, but it's, yeah, it's fun. I it's like just, watching like, everyone come to It establishes all of that. I think it like by the end of successfully give me to like quote unquote care in the sense of having emotional investment sure. in people. 
and they tie off all the plots. So I think now they can just like start wherever they want yeah. and add a bunch of new stuff. But that stuff. hostile takeover episode was I, like dude, an I was... hour of tension. Yeah. It was fucking great. Uh, when they go to New, uh, new Mexico too, that's oh, like a good Yeah, uh-huh. like for me, for me, like the yeah. turning point was the also like, party? there's no suspense to the plot of like, oh, is Kendall or Logan going to take over? Because if Kendall deposes Logan, there's no show. Yeah. yeah. So they drag that out for six episodes. But the way they like, First of all, the fact that they resolve it is good. And then, like, the way they resolve it is amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, like, once that happened, I was like, okay, like, that scene is amazing. The therapy episode is where, again, they Which clarify the all the one? family dynamics. Yeah. That's the New Mexico episode. And oh, then yeah, it's yeah, the Bachelor okay. party. Yeah, yeah. And the Bachelor. The Kendall bachelor falls party. off the wagon. Yeah, it's with those guys yeah. who love wolves. Oh, they're all doing meth and shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what are we doing? Crank? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Kendall just like, give it to me. Fuck it. I've been around the block. Let me have it. Oh, my God. So good. And I mean, Tom and Greg the motherfucking egg. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I love them so much. Like, Tom. Is Greg the motherfucking egg. Tom is a character that I want to see on television. Tom Shiv's husband, right? Yeah. 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 Just... I think Tom is also like the earliest glimpse of promise for that show for me because like my whole complaint was that like it made such a convincing case against its main characters, but it goes a step too far when it's like, and they're like uninteresting idiots and there's nothing to know about them. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay, then then why am I watching for 10 hours? And he's this like weird, like what is up with this dude? And it's He's very specific. Easily and... the funniest part of the show, I think. I love Greg? all of his yeah. lines. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, all the, uh, yeah, him and him and Greg, I think, are, are just they so make perfect. Cajun chicken linguine just the way I like it. <laughs> it's one of the best lines on television. <laughs> Hell yeah. I was trying to find, we like, I remember watching the first episode and then DMing with you about it. Like, why is everyone going crazy about this show? Because you were, like, the only other person who seemed like they weren't sold on it. Well, it's really interesting because, like, even now, like, I know many TV critics who it was their number one show of the year. And I know some TV critics who were like, I hated this so fucking much that I didn't finish the season. Yeah. Like, Damn. It's a really interesting. I probably wouldn't have finished the season if, like, everyone I work with were not, like, walking the streets of Los Angeles with a megaphone, <laughs> like, <laughs> preaching the gospel of this show. I stuck but... with it by the end. I loved it. I well, did. But after those first, like, three episodes, I was like. I, I felt like I was like, I'm not taking crazy pills. Like, why does everyone love? Well, but the it's show? interesting to see like what the certain like writing mistakes it made like structurally was. Yeah. Like taking Logan off the board and immediately having them like have a giant family tension fight in the hospital when you don't know who any of these people is. are. Yeah. Or what that they was want. a mistake. And I watched the first two episodes and I was like, I don't think I'm going to continue this. And I took like. Three weeks off, and then I just went back, and I was like, uh, that break was so necessary. Yeah. Because yeah. doing an episode two as a bottle episode is a big swing. Yeah. Like, so you mm-hmm. got to kind of respect. Also, yeah. like, Peep Show is one of my favorite shows of all time. It's just like so you eventually learn, for example, like, Shiv, the daughter, her whole thing is that she's tried to separate herself from the family by having a separate political career, mm-hmm. but she doesn't actually want to make the definitive break. So there's this, like, weird psychological <laughs> conflict with her. But then, like, before you can see her, like, really care about not being a part of the family and who she is in a, as an independent person, it's like, oh, let's trap her in a hospital room with everyone. Yeah. So you don't really understand who she is outside of that. Here's something. But it's uh, also really cool to watch a show, like, get better. Of course. Well, Ian and Zach are real quick with the trigger finger. And they, so, Ian, like, they'll just make quick decisions when we're all chilling, like, what to watch. Mm-hmm. And Ian threw on Succession. He's like, that sucked, right? And we're all like, yeah, kind of. Um, that was just a side note. Yeah. Is, is uh, Kieran Culkin's name Romulan or Romulus in Romulus. the fucking show? 
It's Roman, right? It's well, Roman. But then, he, I but swear then, to God, he calls him Romulus. Calls him one Romulus. One yeah. yeah, but that's not his name. Romulus and Remus were the two, were they wolves? They're, like who founded this Rome? This was Final Jeopardy the other day. It was. I can't believe I didn't <laughs> it's get it. It's the two babies who were raised by wolves. Raised by okay. wolves, yeah. But his who name in the show Rome. is Roman. It's not Romulus, right? Yeah, his name but is Roman, does... but the dad, like, as a weird nickname okay. slash yeah. demeaning thing. Called yeah. him Romulus. I was real, when I was like, holy shit, is his name Romulus? <laughs> That's a fucking bold I mean, I love that they have a character whose full name is Siobhan, but the, she's just called Shiv. Shiv, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? It's fucking great. The it's... names are good in that show. It's a big year it. for, like, divisive TV shows. By the way, when you were saying that, is it, now I, one, one of my now worries about the show that I just keep telling how uh, people how much I love it. Is this a white male show only? Like, is this like a show that like? No, for... I know a lot of women who like it. You, I mean, I think it's, well, it's because it's a, there are other like broier shows this year for sure. Some I think it's very like, much, we like them all yeah. because it's like oh yeah, we're gonna just do like thirty minutes on Ozark later. They're gonna get... um, oh boy. I think it's like because it's a show like about the failures and ineptitude of like white men and like some white women. It's mm-hmm. like. You, there's a woke spin on it. Yeah, it's not a white dude fan. Okay, show. cool. I just don't want to be like, <laughs> okay, cool. Walking into a Halloween party next year and everyone's Kendall and I here I am as Roman and I'm like, oh, I, I fucked up. I, I like get the show. I like that show. The the suit wearing me, show. There's no one quicker to pull that card on me. I have pulled it in defensive. Is this a good segue? Can I do my first yeah. pick? Yeah. That's oh, one yeah. of my favorite right. things, by the way. Pick. We're talking about TV, so my first pick is going to be the actual best television show of 2018. Killing Eve, nice. baby! Oh, nice. there we go. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Okay. It's by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who you may know from Fleabag and also dating the three billboards guy, question mark. Oh, but really? Uh, don't forget, I don't she's also happening. on, she also created Crashing. Yes. Not to be confused with, with the other crashing. Crashing. <laughs> which is, But uh, she's a British yeah, yeah. playwright and TV writer who got known in the States because she wrote this series that she also stars in. And so most people got to know her as a performer. But this is a show that she mostly just wrote on. She's not in it at all. And it stars Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer as a British MI5 agent who randomly has an American accent that they like only half explain and a um, Russian ex-con international assassin. Uh, who get locked in this sort of international game of cat and mouse. And it is just, like, sexy and smart and fun and intelligent and watchable. And, like, I just remember watching it and getting the same feeling when I, like, first watched my screeners for Atlanta, where I was like, oh, I'm not looking up for the next, like, four hours. Also, the episodes are, it's technically an hour, but it's, like, a commercially hour. So most episodes are, like, 42 minutes long. perfect. Which is great. It's on Hulu now. You can all watch it. Okay, I have not seen this. I haven't seen it either. I want to be sold. But what you just described as, like, this sexy spy, is it like Spy Game starring Robert Redford and Brad Pitt? (laughs) I have not seen that. I mean, the thing I really like about it is that, first of all, it takes, like, a mostly dude genre. And, like, not only are they women, but, like, her boss is a, like, Eve's boss is a woman. Like, just every, like, the men on this show are all, like, kind of incompetent or marginal for the most part, but it doesn't make a huge, like, point of it. It's just, like, we're just going to show you a world where, like, most people who work for MI5 are women and just take that for granted. And then also something I really appreciate is, like, versus a British TV show like Sherlock or whatever, there's definitely homoerotic tones to it, but instead of, like, beating around the bush and never making it explicit, like, literally a line in the finale is, like, 
I like masturbate thinking about you all the time. Masturbate, it's oh, okay. tough word there. Yep, yeah. tough, tough word, word but Jodie Comer can really sell <laughs> it. <laughs> it's just like a very explicit, like, oh yeah, like they are actually attracted to one another. Yeah. In, terms of, in addition to being like pulled towards one another. Instead of all these like sidelong glances that yeah. they usually do in British things. Yeah, it's not coded at yeah. all. And like, that's really cool. And just like the way they wage this game is so like explicitly about how women relate to one another like a thing that Villanelle does both to like unsettle and like pursue Eve is she goes clothes shopping for her and she just drops off a case of clothes that all fit her perfectly and they all look great and like one of the best like the best scene of the series is basically like Eve is to start alone at her house she tries on the dress that Villanelle like bought for her she's just like walking around her house alone and then Villanel like breaks into her house and then they have like a dinner over a microwave shepherd's pie <laughs> that is like the best 15 minutes of television wow. I have seen this year because it's just like the power dynamic is constantly shifting like Villanelle the assassin is this like psychopath so she's totally unpredictable and like can model emotion but doesn't really feel them and it's just such an interesting character and I don't know like the show really like suckered me in and I'm sold. I'm I got sold. two weeks coming. Yeah, I'm there sold. you go. I'm yeah. going to watch Killing Eve. There Hell you yeah. go. Okay, so Created this is just me talking at you. Fantastic. Woke, woke droid from Solo. <laughs> oh, socialist droid, specifically. Rose yeah. emoji droid. Yeah, L337. <laughs> yeah, and she's also like, she's producing a show on HBO that has a similar, I think it's called like Run, and the premise is it's like two middle-aged women and they just who are best friends and they have this lifelong promise that if one of them texts the other run they like with no questions asked they have to drop everything and just like hit the road together so like this is kind of her theme like if any of you saw Fleabag it's like women who kind of like self-destruct for reasons that like they don't totally understand but like they are on some level unsatisfied and so they just kind of like pick at whatever comes their way yeah. it's it's really interesting it is not like a subject i've seen a lot of people explore that well the, yeah but i, I would love to see heels. her do something you know with like a miles teller <laughs> <laughs> like uh, representation uh, matters <laughs> maybe a timothy yeah. chalamet yeah <laughs> just kidding i oh yeah i mean timothy yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just, being, I'm just, just messing around just kidding i <laughs> wanted to I, get it. I, I feel bad because i didn't realize no one else had seen it so i was don't looking feel for bad. Oh, no, that's great that's amazing that's amazing sometimes i pick things i haven't seen yeah it's also like one of those things where it was originally on bbc america and so literally for six months, I have been getting the like, oh, you really like this show. How do I watch it? And I have to be like, you have to either buy it on Amazon or like, I don't yeah. even know. But it's finally on streaming. But see, what was so great is you sold the shit out of that show. And I know like three people have watched that show and they were just like, yeah, man, just obsessed with killing Eve. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to watch yeah. it. Like if all you're saying is, I'm wow, man, obsessed. Yeah. Watched another one. I mean, when I was staying with our mutual friend Zach Rice when I was in New York, I literally like sat him down on the couch and was like, "We are, we need to watch this pilot. Like, I need to know that Look you have it. seen this." And, and then he was like, "Yeah, bro. Like, oh, killing Eve. This is sick. Oh my god, Wait, it's so exactly tight. like is he, that. Is he Jimmy yeah. Fallon? Yeah. 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 I think kind of. He's like, he's like, you know, Bay Area Jimmy Fallon. Tight. I like it when people do that too. When they just like sit me down, like, "Hey, you got to watch this. We're watching it." I'm like, "All right, I'm in." I did that go. with uh, Zeitgeist too with you oh dude loose yeah. change watch sorry it. you tell me the explosion started at the top all right that's how i watched my cousin's murder <laughs> that's a four five off. seconds of silence <laughs> yeah everybody it's a four segue i gotta go walk around for my a little bit. first and second picks as it is a serpentine draft sure, sure. with my first pick Whatever. i gotta take it 
No, don't. Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now this is the thing that I have no experience of because Ooh. I grew up in a liberal household where I was not allowed to play video games. Really? Yeah. Marissa I had a told half me. hour of screen time a day. That was it. I oh, was that like wouldn't be enough for Red Dead. That's enough to like get on your horse. <laughs> Marissa said I look like one of the dudes with my with my weird handlebar mustache did, that I shaved yeah. the other day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Micah a little bit. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, Hell yeah. It's so good. It's so good I that saw... I enjoy watching you play it. Right. That's all I've done so far because fun, in our dude. house, my wife plays it. Yeah. So I just watch her. Gender reversal. Gender reversal. I sit on the couch and she plays it. And the only time I've ever touched the controller to play anything is in a poker game because <laughs> she didn't know the rules. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I love that. That's it is beautiful. so immersive. That's what partnership's all about. Yeah. Here, babe. It yeah. looks amazing. The attention to detail is astonishing. It's crazy. It it's... was worth those like 120 hour work weeks they it, made everyone it do. It really was. God. If you're a developer at Rockstar, thank you very much for uh, putting you in those fucking, 120 hour. You hit, no it over the, you hit it over the green monster with that one. It's you really so did. It is. It, somebody had a tweet the other day that sums it up perfectly where it's like, if this was a movie, it would be terrible. Because it would just be like nine hours of like doing chores, riding a horse in a circle, you know what I mean? And occasionally shooting like uh, former Confederate soldiers. It is true. There actually is a movie that's very similar to what I've, uh, I think my wife's on like chapter three. Yeah. But if you have the, the, the chance, see McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen McCabe it's and Mrs. So Miller. It's so similar to Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> You're talking to the world's number one Warren Beatty stand. <laughs> I do oh, not miss. Uh, what is the name of your horse, Ian? Uh, I got one now called LeSabre. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I went and tamed this. So you have to I, go was up, in, I was in the fucking yeah. living room when he tamed you it. You gotta go up north to this very like <laughs> heavy so snowed in area. I was in. Around a lake. So I'm like stalking this rare white Arabian horse that lives up there in the Northlands. It was so tight. And I tamed it. And uh, you know, I like considered it like a white Buick LeSabre. So I named the horse LeSabre. Miracle Whip. Miracle Whip. Uh, previous <laughs> horses I named... Uh, God, what was the one? It's from uh, the Unforgivable video, uh, Bovice. Bovice, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very cool, very cool. Call it Bovice. Bovice. <laughs> so I've had Bovice and LeSabre. Oh. Those are my two horses. Somebody asked the other day I... who's taking care of Chungus. Chungus from uh, Stardew Valley. Chungus <laughs> is hanging in there. I begged my wife to name the horse, uh, Horse the Band the Horse, and she refused. <laughs> What'd she name it? I can't remember now. Something, Something, something lame. stupid. <laughs> like Demanda. Demanda. <laughs> Chrysanthemum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just such. It's just such a fun game. The storyline, like they do the thing that Rockstar does. What where is they, the storyline? Well, it's, I'll do, it's okay. All it, right. Yeah. Uh, Have you, like you don't play story mode. You just do the expansion. I do. Like, do I do both. I do the story oh. mode. I go hunting all the time. You can go fishing. Sounds lame until it you're playing. Meditative. It, it's so meditative. It does not sound like something from the company that brought you Grand Theft Auto. No, I mean one part of it, you can just be riding through like beautiful landscapes, get off your horse, go fishing, make a fire, cook the fish, and you could do that for two hours. <laughs> yeah, there's like a part where you can just write the next great American novel. Yeah, you sit down. You sit down with a quill and. I just saw a screenshot on Twitter that was like, there's some point where you have to like beat up an, a Yale-trained art historian yes. <laughs> to like authenticate a forge something. I, I don't just know. did it. I literally just did that. Really? Yeah. Did you feel like Nanette? I did. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about I that mean, later. Yeah, I love that you call it Nanette. <laughs> I did. I felt like Nanette. Um, yeah, it's just, an, it's just an amazing game. It's almost too big for me to talk about, but like, 
it is the kind of game where you can play for four hours, not do any of the mission, and still have like so much fun. Yeah. And it's so beautiful and it is very meditative. Uh yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2. For my second pick, I have to take uh the one thing that I earnestly enjoyed from uh the Wyoming sessions, Daytona by Pusha T. Okay. From Kanye's uh, Wyoming sessions. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's that, my, that is the one thing. It's That's the true. one thing, yeah. It's so good. I've never heard it. It's I, so good. He he kind of pushed me out of his life this year. And push a, and a push, he pushed you out of his life? No, Kanye did in a big oh, yeah. way. He pushed me out. Um, we had this like great songwriting partnership, and mm-hmm. and he, we, we we just grew apart this yeah. year. Oh, he, had a, he had a weird year. He <laughs> He's having a he's weird year today. Presently. He's presently <laughs> having a whole weird year. <laughs> yeah, this was a dark year in Kanye, but Pusha. Pusha, really? though. Also a wild year for Pusha. You are a hiding a child. Oh my god. Was the god. most invigorating. Gnarly. Like I whooped out loud. Yeah. But, like alone in my apartment. You are hiding a child. I don't even think it rhymes with anything, right? He just like <laughs> he just says, says it. It's just one yeah. of those things like he thought he was done. Then he's like, you are hiding a child. And yeah. Like, Damn, dude. <laughs> it is the it's the closest thing we have to that's why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? But for like 2018, yeah. like you are like, hiding yeah, a like, child. Like, yeah. Yeah. Which by the way, that is progress. It is progress. It really is progress. Oh, it's absolutely. Like, yeah. You have a kid that you don't take care of. That's yeah. like Yeah, you're a bad father. Yeah. Biggie yeah. probably had that too. You know. But it's like, there was some great Jabuki tweet it, that was like some uh, like standard rap diss, and then like push a T. You are like perpetuating the cycle of fatherlessness. Yeah. <laughs> but I I do love. I didn't even piece that together. Like the 1990s were like kind of like the invention of the anti-hero. Yeah. So yes, Tupac would fuck someone's wife. Yeah, and but that here, was like proof that he was yeah, a but, man. Yeah, push but I'm a T. Woke as fuck. He's like, we need to call this guy out with his big problem. Yeah. Hey, your child support. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Oh my God. He named the diss track of the tale of Adidon, which was going to be Drake's like Adidas line or something like that. So So Drake had to like stay. Now he's just stayed with Nike and didn't do it. (laughs) He really, he really shut Drake and we might, I don't want to get too bold, but like he shut him down and well, but it's just, crazy because like what are you gonna both, say? <laughs> they both like succeeded on their own terms. Like Pusha well, sure. T absolutely won that beef, but I wouldn't say the Drake dance. had a bad no, no. year. No, yeah, no, Drake, and, no. We, and we might get into it yeah. more later. I'm sure we will. But no, I think he had a great year. But like, as far as just like Pusha T being like, don't fuck with me, man. Yeah, you know well, right? that had like, to be a tough pill to just be like. Yeah. All right. Fine. Well, and also, like, I'll just speaking of like every TV show should be a half hour, every movie should be ninety minutes, every album should be twenty one yes. minutes long. Yes. Thank God. Wouldn't that God. be tight? That was like also <laughs> the only good thing out of those sessions was the fact that every album was seven short tracks. And clippy, yeah. yeah. So but, uh, yay was over with. <laughs> if you know, you know is hard as fuck. Uh, Comeback baby is hard as fuck. Infrared the diss track is like sure. hard as fuck. Hell I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, man. Pusha T's my favorite rapper. And he, this was like thick. I, and I always wanted, ever since he joined Good Music, I was like, please let Kanye just produce a whole Pusha album. And he did. And it was just I saw great. him on stage with Kanye at Coachella when he was touring off My Beautiful Dark Twisted really? Fantasy. Oh my God. Yeah. It was like him and the guy from Bonnie Bear were like the two big guest stars. Damn. Like the two, the yeah. two opposite ends of yeah. modern music. Justin yeah. Vernon and Pusha T. 
And I'm a bunch glad of to see Pusha getting the shine finally. Like, yeah, I mean, he's you know people have known about him for years. I'm sure he's not like missing meals, but like to see him finally, like everyone knows who Pusha T is he's now. A worker. It's, yeah, yeah, it's sick. Well, and to see friends of mine who have always liked him like get that validation sure. was really yeah. fun. And they're like, see, I've been saying, you yeah, know? you're like, yeah, oh, exactly. yeah, I get it, I get what you've been. Saying. It was also nice to see someone, and I know we'll talk about Drake more later, but like Drake is such a like he's like vacations and all these different genres, right? Which is great for music, but he also like. It's nice to see someone like him try to like vacation and being like tough guy rapper land uh-huh. and to have like somebody actually stand up and be like, nah, man. Like, yeah, no, you know no. what I mean? It's so, it is so tough interesting though to just land. see like these two totally different models of like, yeah, like Pusha absolutely won yeah. on his own standards. And then Drake basically just like removed himself and started and resumed right. playing his yeah, totally yeah. different He's game. Like, Fine, I'll be a pop star. You know, yeah. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll like have level. a bunch of Degrassi cameos in a music video. Right. Like everyone will like me again. Mm-hmm. Let me do what I do now. Okay. Uh, is it my turn? It is your turn. All right. I sit in a room with three straight white male comedians. Yeah. We're going to talk about Nanette. All right. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. I mean, honestly, it's a good pick. I of mean, course. I, I honestly picked it less because I feel really strongly, like, passionately in favor. It is just such a, like, it was such a conversation starter. Everyone I knew was kind of heated about it for like five solid months. It's a pop culture moment as well. Like, yeah. it's truly yeah. like. Of course. There were so many comedy specials this year. I think on Netflix alone, it was like three million. But like, <laughs> <laughs> she uh, like had a moment that everyone I know was talking about. Yeah, of course. It was incredible. Yeah. It was also really interesting because I watched the wonderful sitcom Please Like Me also on Hulu. Please check it out. But she's just on it as like a supporting character and I didn't really know her as like a stand-up or a performer. And that was a really interesting way to get to know her. It was just, it was also really fun to just like argue with people about for like a long time. A hundred percent. I, here's, I've watched Nanette twice. Yeah. I genuinely don't know how I feel about it. That's good. That's fair. I mean, I saw it once and actually didn't really like it. And then I went to Just for Laughs this year just to like cover it. And I ended up seeing what turned out to be like her last ever live performance of the set. And that was fascinating because it had already gone live and already gone viral. So everyone there knew what she was about to say. Were they like like, yelling stuff out? She had a standing ovation before she even started. And then she was like, oh, like this should be a sin. Just like very self-aware. Take down Van Gogh. Take down Van Gogh. Uh, it's Picasso. Van Gogh is the cool one. <laughs> he is a mental illness. We need to understand that. Picasso was a misogynist. Oh, sorry. Right, right, right. Yes. So but Ariana it was, Grande it was really would take down Van Gogh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was really interesting to watch. Like, everyone knew what she was about to say, which literally, like, ruins the effect because you're supposed to go in expecting a stand up set and then yes. have her kind of, like, confront you with, like, what you're expecting from a comedian. Yeah. And then, like, not only was that really fucked up, but then you could see that, like, she was really not happy with it. And it was really interesting to watch her try to negotiate that as she's, like, trying to control the room. Yeah. Like, at the very emotional end, someone in the front row yelled out, like, do you want a hug? And she, like, broke for a second and was like, no. Like, (laughs) I'm fine. I would not be able to do this right now if I were not, like, fine. Yeah. Like, this is not – this is very, like, calculated and controlled and, like, deeply felt, but, like, it's very intentional – Yes. Like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, like, uh, I, Nanette was great. Maybe it shouldn't have been surprising to me, but it did surprise me how hard it kicked the hornet's nest. Like, how mad it made some people. Well, because truly, it's, here's what I liked about Nanette. It's the most successful, uh, it's the first time I've ever seen a stand-up special 
actually nail what they're trying to do. Yeah. Where it did make white males feel like a minority. Yeah. And I completely understand why it would make some some white males in the comedy world yeah. feel it insignificant. So well, mad. one of my least favorite <laughs> responses wild. to it was actually from defenders who were sort of like, why are people so butthurt about this? Like, can't you see she's just talking about her own personal experience? And I was like, no, she deliberately framed the show to be extremely provocative. Like, there's yes. a reason why she's not being like, in my personal experience, comedy hasn't been the best venue to express my trauma. Yeah. No, she comes out and is like, comedy's broken and it sucks. And like, yeah. I'm leaving. Yeah, no, it's the whole point of the show is to make you feel small. And mad or uncomfortable. And that was really interesting to watch. And like, I think the initial kind of universal praise is almost bad for it because like, she wants you to argue. Like, that's yeah. the whole point. And a friend of mine pointed out, that's also the rhetorical mode of, like, all of stand-up. Like, it's funnier to come out and be, like, absolutist about uh, something. Yeah, 100% yeah. than it is to many... be like, uh, I don't there, know. Like, <laughs> that, is like, that is, like, Bill Burr's entire thing is going out going, like, we should still, like, there's never a reason to hit a woman. Yeah, like, right. And you're like, Whoa. So, like, when that happens, people are like, Fuck yeah. yeah! And then they're like, most guys are shitty. Yeah. And then like they're like, I also saw Bill Bernier set this us. year where he complained about like Me Too psychos destroying careers, and I was like, oh dude, it's the Boy, same no. thing. It basically comedy comedy has become trolling. Yeah, it kind of yeah. has. Yeah, there's <laughs> a big part for of it. A while, like uh, not when my good friend Buddy Hackett did it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is stuck, right? Yeah, like yeah. I think it was. This was a year with a lot of like very like fantastically executed, very traditionally done comedy specials. Like, Mulaney's is incredible. Yeah, Ali yeah. Wong's is incredible. But that that was such a, like, formal break that I thought it deserved. And I think it's the only one that worked that was there, because I think there's one other. Well, there was the one that remain. Gerard directed yeah, where there's no audience, it. and it's just him, like, <laughs> monologuing. I know both. I, I know both people involved yeah. but man it sucked yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work yeah. it but didn't it was work. an interesting swing but yeah, yeah i agree like it was a swing you that swing didn't and work and that is a swing and i don't think it was an interesting swing harlan williams filmed a stand-up special on top of a mesa yes. with no audience <laughs> and like nobody was like whoa the net you know look at this you know yeah. it was just like a goofy idea and that's what I thought that special was, the Drew Michael one, who I think is a funny stand-up he's comedian. He's a great stand-up comic. But I was like, sometimes but, you should have an audience. But, but yeah, he's also a nightclub comic. It's not like he says things that are like important yeah. to say. like Because no comedian really does. No. So yeah. no. Like, he's like going like, eh, 9-11. And you're like, yeah, yeah man, like you should have an audience for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't just leave that hanging there. <laughs> it was, yeah. that was. Uh, I didn't make it through that completely. Yeah. Anyway, but anyway, that's not what we're talking about. Great guy. Yeah, yeah. Nanette. <laughs> yeah, Nanette. fantastic. Good pick. Hell yeah. Thank uh, you, guys. Sean O'Connor, time for your second pick. Uh, okay, I. this is tough because a lot of the things that I want to pick are still on the board, Don't which you? is good. Okay. So uh, my second pick is going to be Mitski. Nice. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. I feel like we had the year of Mitski in a big way. I'm so glad that I've been a Mitski head for the last three albums, and she fucking did it. She had an album, and now people really care about people her. This is her, yeah. the best. Like, I either says a lot of good things about me, or it's like the most vicious cell phone that I could air, but I went to the Mitski show at the Wiltern and ran into, like, literally every single person I know in Los Angeles. Yep. Like, I am in the Mitski core demographic. Oh, and hell so yeah. And so I've been on since Bury Me and Makeout Creek as well. Yes, and of course. And this was... 
it's and it's great. It's such a good album. It's my favorite album of the year. So uh, good. And what I love about it is she has brought emo back. Like I know that there's so many other bands that are doing what was traditionally known as emo. Like uh, Kississippi released an album this year that's pretty good, and Modern Baseball released an album this year that's pretty good. But Mitski has elevated emo. Well, she's also like the figurehead of, honestly, I had this on my notes app of things to pick, but I was going to just call it sad girls with guitars. Yeah. But literally like in that Spotify rap thing, my top five is like Beach House, whatever. Uh, But it was like Mitski, Lucy Dacus, Phoebe Bridgers, and Courtney Barnett. And I was literally listening to the Boy Genius EP on the way over. Like that whole genre had a great Courtney Barnett. Oh, that fucking album I love so much. And last year, the album she did with Kurt Vile, I was it's like, amazing was that this too. year? And I couldn't pick it, yeah. And that's the thing, like, there is this whole genre, you just named five people, and then, like, Swearin reunited this year, and that's, uh, the, the bad album fucking rocks, and, like, Japanese Breakfast Rules. So J-Som. Uh, yeah, J-Som, uh, Sas- Sasami, uh, just signed with, like, uh, this label, She's She Rules. We are living at a, the best time for female emo, because they were completely cut out. In the late 90s, <laughs> early 2000s, because boys will be boys, and boys with broken hearts will be even worse boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they become woke dads. Yeah, yeah. And then they become woke dads. I completely, uh, I apologize for my brand new phase. I'm all about Mitski. Album of the year for me. That song, Geyser, is so good. Oh, yeah. so good. Yeah. No- I will honestly say this is probably like, of the three albums of hers that I really like, it's probably like my quote unquote least favorite. But like by Mitski standards, it's just like I like the other two slightly ecstatically more. Yes. Uh, I think my Mitski, though, like Townie is like, I think one of the best songs I've and ever And your best heard. American girl yeah. is like, I, oh, I tear up just like on it's reflex. So when I hear good. It. It's... However, the first time I heard Nobody, I listened to it on repeat for two full days. And like I was trying to like break it down, and what I love about it is it starts to sound like uh, the Cardigans' first album, and so good. when you're I'm com- combining Mitski and the Cardigans, oh baby daddy, I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, Mitski, Mitski. <laughs> uh, yeah. That, oh, you know what's it's not off that album, but the what are the the. Swedish? What are the some the she's oh Danish? Bear like uh fuck, what's the song? <laughs> You're just thinking. I was gonna this let you work through well. it. Uh, I'm definitely not gonna get there. Oh, goodbye, my Danish sweetheart. I knew it was somebody from Scandinavia. I love that song too. <laughs> oh yeah. And I also like my our bodies are crushed little stars. Oh, yeah. fucking rocks. Pitchfork gave it album of the year, right? A lot of people gave yeah. it album of the year. Because it's Mitski's year. It's Mitski's world. We're just living in it. Twenty sure. Mitski. Yeah, Mitski Mits- twenty twenty. Yeah, Mitski twenty twenty. Mitski Beto O'Rourke twenty twenty. Sean Jordan, time for your second and third picks. Uh second pick's gonna be the reboot of Queer Eye. Oh yeah. yeah. Ringer yeah. top 10 list gonna plug that once again I mean it number 10 I cried I, dare I say we all cried oh, every yeah. single episode I'm almost crying right now yeah. I, the way that it makes you feel and like how fucking cool they all are is just I'm serious almost crying it's just so heartfelt and it makes you feel so good it is so amazing it really is it's, it's so on, good it's honestly like 
the best thing that happened in 2018. Well, it's also the best like thing that sounded like a terrible idea. Yes. See, it could like, have been I heard so it and was like, what the fuck are they doing? Exactly. Like, why exactly. are they doing this? It mm-hmm. was such a weird concept like at the time when it was 2006 and like they just they cast it so well and it's oh my cr- God. it's been crazy to watch all of them like really uh, level up in terms of the spawn con. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I they follow all of them on Instagram. Dude. I am, but I did you guys know this that Tan French's uh, brother was supposed to be part of the group too? Uh, no, pale German. What? Wait, he's a pale German brother. <laughs> Get the fuck. <laughs> I'm calling you bullshit. His name is Tan French. <laughs> pale German was his brother. Yeah, no, I get pale it. German. Yeah, pale Germany. <laughs> Uh, I think Danish. Is it a Swedish? Oh my god! It's pale Swedish Danish. <laughs> it's the worst joke no. I've ever almost tweeted. <laughs> and then, we and then like, you just dumped it an hour two of a podcast. When we drop this, in a safe space. when we drop this uh, episode, will you promote it by telling that joke and then putting a link underneath yeah. it? All right, thank you. Oh my I, god! I mean, it's been really interesting for me because one of my favorite TV shows, like Full Stop, is RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. and like. That is really interesting because it is like so gay, not just in its comp content, but like in its style. Like it, it fourth wall breaks all the time. It's mm-hmm. very like sarcastic and ironic and campy and meta and like very like we don't spiky kind of. And then Queer Eye is sort of like we're going to take the most like legible, like feel good. We're never going to break the fourth wall. No. Like Bobby is going to remodel an entire fucking house every week and we're not going to see any contract. Yeah. I like how Bobby is so cashed because Bobby's the only one that has to do like He's real work. Oh my God. Bobby's, Bobby's just in there What the fuck does Karamo do? Karamo is branding. He's like rebranding people who are like truck drivers. Dude. Karamo's like He has one conversation with the cop and then he solves police brutality. Dude, Karamo. That, 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 was that episode was really bad. Yeah. That was like a really interesting one though, because you can kind of like see the limits of their like, oh, like we're all just gonna meet in the middle. Because yeah. like that was when they had like the Trump pen signs in the living room, and yeah. they just like instead of having the conversation of like, this is how this makes me feel as a person who like is gay and knows trans people, and yeah. then uh, they were just like, nope, we're just gonna teach you how to like mm-hmm. make avocado toast. My yeah. favorite moment uh, when the firemen. Tried to fucking do the knee slide with shorts on. Oh yeah, when they were dancing at the end, and he fucking eats eat shit. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What on God's green earth did you think was gonna happen, dog? It's one of those shows where we like the, the three of us are watching it together while yeah. I'll be crying separately. Yeah, yeah. and, and not, like, yeah, not, in like not, the room. Not, not not like, dude, are you crying? But it's just like, oh, yeah, man, man, I'm crying yeah. a little bit. Yeah, like, just yeah, get yeah. Let me... up. Yeah. Well, the thing well, it's such an interesting is, thing about yeah. like masculinity. Like it's explicitly about like, oh, we're gonna like teach you how to like respect yourself yes. and like, respect other people. Well, that's what. So when it came out, there were people like who criticized it by saying, "Oh, great, like a show where they go help straight white men fix themselves or whatever." Even though it's not just white guys and it's not just straight guys, right. and it's not you know. But it's seriously. really interesting to see like the one episode where they did a woman. She was like, "I'm good, just like please remake my church." And yeah. it was all about her I community. Was, yeah. I might as well have been a big tear that whole episode it was, was really beautiful but it, so i did cool. think it was sort of like interesting slash telling that she was sort of like i have my shit together help my community and all the men <laughs> yeah. are like please help me well the, i think the telling thing about like the fat like taking care of yourself as a man it's not like a skill that a lot of people i have a lot of crazy theories about this including <laughs> that like a lot of the problems in our american society can be traced back to men not being taught to love themselves for who they are and like the fact that the show even tries to do a little bit of that 
Yeah. Like even yeah. tries to like say, hey, like it's okay for you to love yourself and to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And like there's nothing wrong with that. Making a little effort you is a good thing. You don't have to feel ridiculous if you, you put product in your yeah, hair or whatever. You it's fine. And you don't have to be perfect to be better. And they do a really good job you know? of like specifically taking like people's needs and styles. It's not sure. like imposing anything on yeah. them. Like I actually had some problems with this episode, but like the father of six who like worked three jobs, they were oh, like, yeah. we're going to go to Target and you're going to do your clothes shopping in this part of the store and your food shopping here. And it's specifically like about you being cheap and efficient yeah. and like I think that episode was also kind of a case study in the limitations because it's like these these people's problems are not that they don't take care of themselves yeah. it's that they live under capitalism yeah, right. <laughs> exactly yeah. of course but uh, it is a great show for our current times because it's so full of empathy mm-hmm. which like doesn't happen anywhere yeah. and they're also so likable like to the point where like Jonathan Van Ness does stand Dude, up. Yeah, and I if want anyone to, else. Did I that, really I'd be like, want gross. To. Yeah, but I'm like hell yeah. You're Has anyone seen him? Basking your warmth. I can't look away. Yeah. Has anyone seen him perform? I want to see him. No, so I know bad. that he did. He did sets around LA, and now he's like doing a straight up tour, Go which ahead. I would love I don't to care. see. That's great. That's fantastic. I actually. Like, this might be like I should try to cover this for 2019. This is a good story idea. I'm going to put this in a notes app. Sure. One yeah. second. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but... Sean, time for your third pick. All right. Um, getting my TV shows out of the way. Picking season two of Atlanta. Aha. Mm, yeah. Robin season. Yeah. It, it was, was Teddy Perkins. So good. And I just I knew I was going to pick two TV shows, so why not do it back to back? But it was just it was just amazing. Every episode, they were all so different. And like when he gets lost in the woods, get the yeah. fuck out of here. I thought that it was, was really interesting that they episode. managed to like tell a very complete unified story. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was really interesting that season one was very like it's just totally separate. And mm-hmm. the fact that like the finale of season one was almost like fuck you for expecting this to be a big episode. Like yeah. nothing big is going to happen. And this one was like, no, we're going to tell like a very concise and complete story about like Earn and Al's relationship. Yeah. But, like, we're going to do it by, like, having five random bottle episodes and Donald Glover isn't even in half the season. Yeah. Like, it's it's really incredible. Yeah. I mean, there's the whole episode, uh, the piano episode, just insane. Ted, yeah, Teddy oh, Perkins. Teddy yeah, Perkins. Yeah, 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 Teddy yeah, Perkins. Yeah. yeah. So, it's it so crazy. good. It Introduced scary. me to a Stevie Wonder song I'd never heard before. I was just, I just loved the whole Open, season. The opening it up with the Cat Williams episode was first, right? Of the season, so. yeah, yeah, alligator so. man, yeah, yeah. alligator man, amazing. <laughs> never <laughs> saw an episode, you did, and I'll never will. Oh my god, okay. you hate Please Donald Glover. I have a, I have a, oh, issue with yes, okay, yeah, personal issue with Donald Glover. Well, we can, we can send you all the episodes he's not in. That sounds great. <laughs> there are, <laughs> there a bunch. are many of those. There are, won't talk about it on the podcast because I've moved on <laughs> <laughs> so much that you won't watch his TV show. <laughs> I, I saw um, Solo. Did you? Okay, well, there you go. I didn't see any of, I just, I watched the first season of Atlanta this year as well. I, oh, I wow. never saw oh, really? one. Of yeah, it? I never saw one. Yeah, came Brian Tyree Henry and Lakeith Stanfield are so Tyree good. Tyree Henry's yeah. having an incredible he's fucking, year. He's in Widows and Beale Street, right? And he, oh, sorry, Spider-Man yeah. Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, is he in that? He's so good go. in that. It's supposed to be great. I'm I do wondering. love Lakeith Stanfield as well. I, yeah. I well, find this him is so interesting. Like, you will get him when you watch the show it is such he's a, so good at it It'd he's be a like the one that pops and that's one of the best parts of the show the like it is you know theoretically the donald glover production but like like Keith stanfield is going to be a huge star because of it brian Ty- tyree henry is going to be a huge Zazie beats, Zazie right? beats. Yeah, yeah. Zazie beats. she's in deadpool too there's an episode where uh, michael great Vick is street deadpool racing too. people in a strip club parking lot <laughs> yeah it's a good show it is. oh i should watch it <laughs> yeah but it's hard for me to separate the art 
from the artist 10 years ago. That is definitely the most pressing example of that in the last two years is your personal relationship with Donald Glover. They also do like a Florida Man episode. It has never occurred to anyone else. Florida Man. Uh, Great pick, Shawnee. Sean O'Connor, top of your third pick. Okay, here we go. Uh, You know what? I'm going to go back, go over to movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... uh, this one, Bohemian Rhapsody. I, oh, I, oh, how I wished! But it turned out to be dog shit on dog shit toast. Certified <laughs> dog shit toast. My pick is the favorite. All yes, right, the fav- best movie of the year. Favorite. Oh, seen that I shit love twice. the favorite. But I haven't yes, seen it. Actually, pardon my ignorance. This is part I don't... of my Killing Eve pitch. It's yeah. very similar in appeal in the sense of like you are seeing women in a world where men are irrelevant, and so women get to occupy like yeah. the full spectrum of emotion. They are calculating, they are sexual, they are grotesque, they are petty. Yes, can you do a smart way of saying how how the favorite's great? Okay. Because <laughs> I, I'm not smart enough to do it. <laughs> so uh, it's by this guy, Yorgos Lanthimos. Also the most insane fucking part of this is that he makes like weird ass like Greek art movies. Yeah. And if you, if I had walked out of the lobster and someone had been like, that dude's gonna have like t- three best actress nominees in two years, I would be like, what the fuck? Well, <laughs> an interesting thing, this is the his also his first movie that he didn't write. Yes. Right. And Which I think is good. A lot of times his movies are almost incorrectly labeled comedic because he uses Google Translate on oh, his script. Oh, he does? Yes. That's really? why everyone talks like That's a robot. That's why everyone talks like a robot That's in the lobster. That's pretty gnarly. That's so, and killing of a sacred deer. Yeah. But so he has like a very, he uses a lot of like fisheye lenses. Like it's very yeah. directed, yeah. but like he didn't write the script and the script is about, uh, technically it's about the court of Queen Anne in the early 18th century, but basically it's a lesbian love triangle where Olivia Coleman plays like a super... Like a mercurial queen. Yeah, she has gout. She she has every illness. Like, like there is literally yeah, a scene, yeah. and she just gets to be <laughs> like yeah. she is the live. demanding, petty, absolute monarch to whom everyone must like cater to whose whims everyone must cater. Like there's literally a scene where she stuffs her face with cake, stops to vomit, and then immediately starts eating cake again. It's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Really? I laughed. From beginning and to Rachel end. Wise plays her right hand woman, who uh, you find out like pretty soon into the movie is also like basically her side piece girlfriend. Yeah. Like oh. they, there's a lot of sex in the movie. Like another yeah. thing, like Killing Eve, they don't beat around the bush. It's like okay, they're not just close. But they do they're beat around. The bush. <laughs> oh, oh, they do. There I is. I play myself I haven't seen it. I haven't seen uh, it. <laughs> there are two it. straight up fingering scenes in the movie. Wait, no, you're so there's watching a fingering fear. scene. There's a fingering scene. There's a hand job scene. There's a throwing fruit at a naked fat guy scene. Yeah, hell yeah. It's so. Oh, I good. saw the screen grab of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's uh, gonna be. She's gonna play play the queen in the crying too, right? Yeah, in the crown. The she's crying. gonna play her own. Olivia crying. Coleman is wonderful. She used to be on Look Around You. Uh, she's in Fleabag. Yeah, yeah, she's in Fleabag. She was on Peep Show for many seasons. Wonderful comedic actress. But in this, she plays. Every emotion. Like, it's one of the best, like, she should win Best Actress. And it's also super interesting that she gets to do the, like, fuck you, I'm Daniel Day-Lewis slash Christian Bale thing of, like, she gained 35 pounds for the role, but she's so good in it that that's not part of the conversation, unlike the conversation around Vice. Can you believe I'm a lady lady lost? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, no, she's, like, and she's disgusting at times, like, where, like, she can't, like, open her eyes and see. But it somehow does such a good job of, like, she is disgusting and mean and whatever but they, it's not making fun of her it's more like 
the system that makes this person all powerful. Exactly. Is really yeah. Up. No, it, they don't play that for jokes. It's yeah. like it's that to me was like the most serious side. Like, of I'm it. just gonna take this opportunity to shit on Vox Lux, but like. Vox Lux is a movie about a pop star that is kind of about something similar. It's like a woman who's like cut yeah. off from all like perspective and sense of normalcy. But like in Vox Lux, the script kind of treats her like this like pathetic baby who even though like literally part of the story is that she's a survivor of a mass shooting. But it's still like, oh, like look at this like grotesque, like sad addict, whatever. And it's just so much more contemptuous. And with The Favorite, like it lets her be an idiot, but it's not... But she's also, like, not an idiot because she has one of the most cutting lines I've ever heard of, uh, I like the way she her, puts her, her tongue, tongge tongue inside in my, me. me. <laughs> nice. It is, like, such Damn. a fucking, like, Dude, I think my finger just broke. Drop. That sounds awful. It's awful. so good. <laughs> and it's also really similar to Phantom Thread. That yes. was, like, my. Which was my favorite movie of last year. My stupid blog because it's just, like. They never leave the palace. It's three people who, like, have this constantly shifting power relationship between the three of them. Because Emma Stone is, like, this cousin of Rachel Weisz's who shows up and is impoverished and, like, slowly, like, claws her way she lost her title. She used to be a lady and all oh, she okay. wants to oh, Yeah, yeah. And so she, like, starts as a maid and then becomes, like, the favorite by, like, working her way into the queen's good it's, graces. Yeah, it's just this, like, game of manipulation, but also a comedy. And also Nicholas Holt. costumes. Nicholas oh, Holt is so good. Really? Oh, my God. Watch it. Yeah. I loved it. I, think, I, I loved think you're talking it's about so a night good. tonight. That's an excellent. Pick. Rewatched uh, Barry Lyndon as soon as I finished it. Oh, yeah, it like, right, really then. wonderful. All right, all right. Hard to Double agree. feature. Right. Very nice. Uh, Allison, have your third pick. Staying in movies. Cannot believe no one has done this yet. Very different from the favorite, but I'm going to go with Black Panther. Black yeah. Panther, which was this year, <laughs> was on my list. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was well, this year. It's on everyone's list. What is it's... the wildest thing that you can't believe was this year? Because I've been thinking about it a lot. For me, it's the Hawaii nuclear thing. Oh, shit. This was going to launch to Hawaii. Oh, that was this no. year. Because Hawaii had like a huge like hurricane thing happen after, after that. that. Yeah. Oh, my God. God, but what? Yeah, Black Panther, February. It, I am like not really a fan of Marvel stuff. I me feel neither. very like <laughs> resentful that I have to go see it. I fucking hate it. I love it. Give War. it to me all day. Oh, I liked God. Infinity War a lot. Oh, so Infinity right. War, I'm I was like, Revenge it was like Chinese water torture scene for that movie. I, I, hate, I hate how forced it all feels at this movies. point. I love them. But like, Yana Strangehead, like, I'm a Doctor Strangehead. <laughs> <laughs> ben, you're a Cumberbatch. Yana Strangehead, he directed the favorite, Sean right? Sean O'Connor, <laughs> Cumberbatch. Uh, yeah, it was just, I find superhero movies at this point are so burdensome and they feel so forced and they're so weighted down by the weight of their own mythology and storytelling. And this is a 45 and minute this was, moving camera act fight scene in all of them. Yeah, and this yeah. was like, okay, let's actually like build a completely separate world that like requires us to do a lot sure. of like fun, innovative, like production design and art, like all that part of the movie was absolutely incredible. And then like the actual story of it was like, I felt things and it has lots of ideas and it's like wrestling with shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. I cannot believe that a Disney financed movie includes the line like bury me at sea with my slave ancestors because they knew that death was better than bondage. Yeah. That isn't like a multi-billion dollar movie. Yeah. No. Coogler fucks. Coogler. <laughs> yeah. Coogler's awesome. Coogler rules. I love <laughs> Ryan Coogler. And Black Panther is amazing. The first time I watched it though, I was on a plane. Oh no. And I got drunk and fell asleep. And I missed 45 minutes <laughs> of it. it. So I woke up and I was like, 
I don't get the Black Panther thing. This movie sucks. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan just shows up randomly in the middle. <laughs> Michael, B- Michael B. Jordan can show up randomly to any fucking thing that I'm the a The first part time of. I watched it was on the flight to London. Me too. On a Xanax and like drunk. And then like the flight back, I was like, okay, I'll give him another yeah. chance on the flight back on a Xanax and drunk. Yeah. Guys, and I don't know if that shaped my perception of it. Black Panther I just is like the care. movie where you go to like the Baldwin Hills AMC. Like you I mean, need to pick like amazing. the right yeah. movie to go see that. I've but, seen it four times, and I don't think I like it. We've we landed. I I bought it, and I've watched it three times. I really love it. Yeah. It's really great. It was my second favorite superhero movie of this year. Was the first one Spider Man into the Spider Verse? I haven't seen it yet. No, it was the I Avengers saw Infinity, Infinity War. War. No, he fucking rules. No, it does. You fucking do not rule. get to rip off the leftovers and get any credit <laughs> from yours truly. That Wait, was a storyline way before the leftovers. No man, the leftovers invented people disappearing. I don't know. <laughs> no I one else has. I believe it was Kirk Cameron in Left Behind. <laughs> Left Behind. <laughs> <laughs> It was cool. I think. I mean. I mean. Like putting uh, Chad Chadwick Boseman's awesome. Saw him outside the house. Awesome. Ran into him at yeah. Little Dom's oh, once. Did you really? When I was interviewing John Mulaney. Damn. And was John Hamm there too? No, I just Dang. made a joke about it. But we were like two over from the Hamm booth. The Hamm booth. Oh, Chadwick Boseman. Great. I love right. him. Seriously. It is weird to see him play a not famous person. Yeah. This is the. First it's time. weird that he's forty. He's what? 40? He's yes, 40? He might Damn. be like 41. He's, like he's 20 fucking two. Yeah. God. Damn, it's really But MBJ, love MBJ. Fucking Michael B. Jordan all fucking day. I dude. love, see, I like enjoyed him. I enjoyed Forrest Whitaker. Yes. You know? I, uh, Guys, we got to talk about Letitia Wright and like all the ladies in this oh, movie. Oh, they're yeah. awesome. They're yeah, yeah. The Letitia awesome. Wright is. Letitia Wright to me was like the breakout star. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd seen her in like some British TV stuff. Like she's really. She's like, in that Black Mirror episode. Yeah, she's in a really good show called Cucumber Banana that's uh, very niche and on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> is <laughs> it, I'm just shilling for is Hulu that a today. Kid I was going to say. No, it's about gay shit. It's, oh, it's, like, literally, it's literally named after like dicks and like a, sca- a hardness scale that a sexologist came up with. Oh, oh okay. Okay, so, okay, I get but it. But she plays, like, a character's sister in, like, a very small role, and I remember being like, oh, she's great, and it's really cool to, now she's, like, super, super, super fucking famous. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Do you want a cucumber or a banana? Now I can't now I, I can't. You want to be a cuke, right? Yeah, you want to be a cucumber. You want to be hard like a cuke. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the softest one is tofu. Tasty oh, okay, like a because my worry is, like, I'm not the only one who you can peel their penis. No, yeah. <laughs> Mine's I like thought it a, was special. <laughs> my penis is like Venus, where it is held together, but technically there's nothing. You can just go right through it. It does have a shape. It does exist, but it's it's, it's a gaseous yeah, penis. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther. Great. Hell yeah. Yeah, we could talk about it more, but we, oh, you know. we do go on. We do go on. Uh, somebody put some nickels in us. Time for my third and fourth pick. Uh, for my third pick, I'm taking very specifically Okay. Well, maybe actually, okay, I'll zoom it out. I'm going to take Scorpion by Drake, too. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to go Drake push it back to back. There you go. Yeah. He lost the beef for sure. But like we were saying, but he won the war. I think I feel like he lost the battle, but That's won the war. That's all he's resting on. He's well, Drake's in the back sense with... of like I just think they want different things, Complete, and it's more and like Pusha cannot things. impede Drake from being no. who he is. Drake is going to be. Pusha can't do like in my feelings, you know. No. And Pusha can't do. Uh, how am I blanking on it? We Drake is going to be a movie star. Uh, yes. Nice for what? Drake is going to be nice a movie star. Yeah. He's going to be in romantic comedy. I mean, he's on a different path. Pusha's not on that path. Pusha is an amazing rapper. And this that's... was just a great, this was just like a great pop, pop sure. album with pop songs in it. You know? Huh? No. 
I mean, uh, it is one of those classic like Spotify core like seventeen tracks. Oh yeah, you make your own. Like, you make your it's like own a feature film playlist. Where yeah. you're like, let me take like seven of these songs. I mean, that's every Drake project now. Yeah. It's oh, like all, he just well, gives he, you like a sampler platter. And he then literally you put, put out a CMPP. He literally put out a playlist before Scorpion. Yeah. Right? Oh, wait, was yeah. more life also this year? Yeah. I think oh so. my god. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. that's my. He's a pop star. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Also, I was just trying to think of a way to say. He lost the beef like a different way. Yeah, I came up with it. He's <laughs> like, he's like a a butcher in a tornado. Yeah, he yeah. lost the beef. He lost the beef. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the way you I can see the gears that. turning on that one. What what butcher where? Butcher where? Really built the hype. Uh, but like, I mean, that God's plan was great. Nonstop. Mm-hmm. I liked eight out of ten quite a bit. Uh, Sandra's Rose was good. I thought there were some good songs on here. It was made probably my favorite Drake album. Yeah. And I know oh, wow. Yeah, I know there's ones that are more... Take care to not do it for you? I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a sad boy so much. Okay. You know? Yeah. I like the party songs more. And I like when he pretends to be hard, because I'm like, I don't have to <laughs> oh, believe that it. I will say, I was in... Be, when I was in Canada for JFL, the DJ played, like, literally only Drake yeah. for, like, an hour. Did he I mean, a weekend song in there or anything? Maybe. I think we just didn't notice. Uh, <laughs> he was like, we only have Canadian rap. Here comes Snow. Snow <laughs> <The> other, <laughs> yeah. So that I mean... Uh, the In My Feelings video. <laughs> it's serious. It's maybe it, the thing I've watched the most this year. Probably want to say- it in the crib. I want to say a hundred times I've seen that this year, and he's, that opening is so- He's so funny. So, huh? Him no, and Lala I'm blind and as a Felicia bat. Rashad, I'm blind <laughs> as a bat. Huh? What? Yes, ma'am. No, I know the whole neighborhood heard me, so you, you had, had to have heard, heard me, me too. I and want you to And then at the end with that sh- Shiggy, that Instagram guy, at That's the end of the it. video, is he's hilarious too. Drake, It's like one of the funniest sir. things I've seen all year. Yeah. It's just the end of that video. Uh, and it beca- can become a phenomenon. I mean, at the end of that video, again, they show like all the people ending with well, Will and, Smith. Well, and like in my feelings being this whole meme, I was literally just the other day watching that one that like Will Smith did where he like flew a drone up in a Prague bridge in Budapest. Yeah, Budapest, in yeah. Hungary and was dancing to it. Yeah, I mean, I think Drake is like the best in the world at what he does. Yes, is, he is amazing at it. Stop being a former child Texting actor child actors, Drake, rap. it's weird. I think he is like the single most successful former child actor. Like Gotta there be. are other... Like success stories, him but... or like Ron Howard, yeah. right? I mean, like... oh, yeah. Ron Howard. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no, no, no. Ron Howard directed is solo. <laughs> fucking... He directed solo He's... a Star Wars story. <laughs> he got your bad boy. performance out of Alden Ehrenreich. Ron Howard directed solo. Yeah, he like man. rescued it after they fired Lord and Miller. Now, wow. my question: What is the deal with Drake and Eleven from Stranger Things? Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, we're yeah. just not gonna think about I that. I don't want. I want. I like to think that it's somebody who was a child star being like, "Hey, let me." You know, I know what it was like to navigate that, but I'm also terrified. Here's my Drake theory. It's like a light. It's a real soft science theory. He talks a lot in songs. Like it was in a, in that. Oh fuck! What's the one that was like the James Terrell light installation video that was huge? Hotline Bling. Hotline, Hotline Bling. Bling. Uh, and then also in. It's it, when we get to talk in in my feelings. Mm-hmm. He's seems to be obsessed a lot with women growing sexually since the last time he's had sex with them. So like when we get to top, and I see that you've been learning, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, ever since I left yeah, I the mean, city, you, bling, yeah, that whole song is like, how dare you have sex with other people after yeah. we're no longer in a relationship? He seems <laughs> to be really obsessed with like 
or not obsessed, but like there's a lot of lines that tip the hand where it's like, well, it's a lot of that he weird wants dichotomy unexperienced of like, women. Yeah, it's yeah. like I yeah. want someone who's hot, but like not someone who's like quote unquote ruined. Right, like, a there's real a lot Madonna of whore bad thing. ideas. Yeah. I think I honestly think there's like nothing untoward in that relationship. It's just like one more step in the like Millie Bobby Brown definitely does not have the protections that you want yeah, around a child yeah. star. Yeah, like I think her parents are definitely like stage parents. It's, it's a little sad. A little but, sad. A little yeah. sad. Keep keep your heart, well, Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. Well, I sure hope it doesn't turn out uh, that Drake is a pedophile. I hope so too. <laughs> oh gosh! I will go on the record. My second theory is, don't want Drake to be is pedophile. that he is, and that Sean Jordan's going to pick him next year. <laughs> <laughs> My second Drake idea is, is the Roy Moore of Canada. I think we should have other people record R. Kelly songs so we can still party to him. Hell yeah! I that's think a we need great idea. Oh, yes. remix, and I believe Only I can fly. Mission, oh yeah, Drake I believe I can fly. Party. Over uh, here. We just have other people song. record them. Okay, so my fourth pick, Jesus. We need to well, speed we'll, through these next ones. Last round's right. gonna be a lightning. Uh, we'll do. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna. This is a completely. Uh, what is the word? I'm patting myself on the back here, even though I didn't really work on it too much. Oh no, man! I'm taking the gonna, Paul McCartney. I was gonna pick that it. Literally, was, was my next. Uh, pick. That was my next pick too. That it's, was my next pick. It is God the best it. in the four years we've been doing, almost four years we've been doing the Late Late Show. It is by far it was really good. the best thing we've ever done. It's the only thing that's ever made me cry. I yeah. cried. I it cried not you. on a plane. Not the birth of my child. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing that's ever moved me. We did it. We did it on our show. We filmed it in Liverpool. It fucking, it made me cry a couple times. Oh, it was amazing. Right? It's, it's, it was such a fun way to learn more about Paul McCartney and to get to see Paul McCartney's uh, personality. Well, the impact that he's had on the world is just astonishing. It's I mean, wild. all of, I keep saying astonishing. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But he yeah. definitely had an interesting year. Like, I, I don't think like the album itself was that great, but the nah. stuff he did to promote it, like the GQ profile, was, was really amazing. interesting. Yeah, the, like the press stuff that he was the doing. Circle he was, doing yeah, he was very willing to talk about stories that he's never revealed yeah. before. And then also, like, I mean, just hearing him and watching him sing those songs in Liverpool, it was like. Kind of like it was breathtaking because I've been watching a lot of old movies recently. Yeah. And like a lot of the time I'm like, wow, this is like 1955. They didn't even know about the Beatles yet. Oh, right, and like yeah. the Beatles really did just dictate everything that happened mm-hmm. from like 1964 on. Oh, of course. Really- I mean, also, I don't know if you, this is another thing that happened this year, but the, the Jan Wenner biography. Oh, yeah. It's so interesting yeah, yeah, because yeah. no one gives less of a fuck than old, rich rock stars. That guy was like, all, And yeah. they're all old enough now that they're just like saying everything. He was the Rolling Stone publisher. It's yeah. so great. Yeah, it's yeah. basically just like a biography of the Rolling Stone publisher. And so like in the process of it, he just talks that to like every famous person in the 60s and 70s. And they all shit talk about Jan, but they also shit talk about everyone else. Yeah. Just, it's a good year I ate for... George Michael's horse. <laughs> <laughs> we were all doing it. It was before I met Linda. And, uh, <laughs> George Harrison what... had taken quite a bit of peyote. <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> no homo. <laughs> they, uh, but it was just fucking awesome, man. It was like... I it mean, was. And on a personal level, I was so proud to be associated with it. Of course. And to get an associate producer credit on it. And series chime wow, in. Wow, we get it. You yeah. work on the Late Late Show, Ian. <laughs> they gave me producer credit. Shout out to Lauren Greenberg. Uh, <laughs> it was fucking awesome. But no, yeah. it was just like really, really cool to see, man. I it agree. was fun to see. And like, I mean, in an era where we very we have very little monoculture, to see, you know, to see McCartney in Liverpool and like having like all these different generations of people like almost weeping because they got to like yeah. be of in a course. pub with fucking Paul McCartney. Yeah, dude. It was just cool. It was just good TV. Also, when we showed it, we did the show, the London shows, at that like 
It's yeah. like a church. It's like a Methodist yeah, church. Yeah, it's a Methodist church. But like, it also used to hold like League of Nations meetings. It's yeah. right next to a... Uh, uh, what's that ca- big cathedral? It's right next to Parliament. Oh, it's right next to Westminster Abbey. Westminster Abbey, and like, yeah, and like, basically, it's so old they they don't have air conditioning. Yeah, which <laughs> sucks because we're Imagine there in July. <laughs> but uh, it's very, it was very <laughs> annoying working in there. <laughs> <laughs> but after it was over, like uh, they go out on uh, Hey Jude, that na na, and like the whole room, all these like Londoners were singing the na na part of like from Hey Jude. And just kept doing it for like five minutes. Hell yeah! Afterwards, like after the first time I'd seen it, not in an edit room. Yeah, uh, it was just a real cool moment. So yep. I'm taking that. Done. Uh, right. Allison, have your fourth bit. Okay, I'm gonna stay in music, and I'm gonna do Ariana Grande. Hell yeah! So Hell yeah. not just her album, but yeah. just like her whole Everything. thing this year. She had a fucking year. Yeah, I mean, she had a crazy year, and it's so insane to me that like at the same time that she's gone through like a lot of personal stuff, she has also like managed it so well in her career. She just. Yeah projects this like level of health and stability mm-hmm. I'm so unused to seeing <laughs> from famous people. Well, yes. Like thank you next. Literally someone was like made a joke on Twitter about like someone give me Ariana's therapist number and then she quote tweeted it and was like this is funny but like therapy helped me a lot and yeah. like all of my fans should consider it if it is within your means and I was like holy shit. She's awesome. It makes me feel really good that teenagers are like in. Well like, that's why Vox that. Lux missed the mark so much right? I mean the, like all yeah. the female pop stars yeah. that we have yeah, right I'm now. I was tweeting about like Vox Lux is so yeah. it's like basically stuck in like a Britney Spears level yeah. of pop star and like all the major female pop stars we have right now I feel like make a very big deal about being like I make the decisions. Like whatever yeah. else you think of Taylor Swift that is like her big thing. She's in like, charge. I love Taylor. Yeah, she's in charge. in charge. Yeah, like she's in charge. Beyonce's in charge. Lord is in charge. Rihanna's like Lord got famous at sixteen Rihanna's and still managed to be in charge. Managed, a lot of shit. Rihanna's in charge. Rihanna's in charge of me. This did. I love Rihanna so much. Right. But, yeah. But like I think Ariana just had of those of all the biggest stars. First of all, I think she like joined that. Yes, no, this, this was her step. Like, she yeah. made the step, Like, now too. she's Ariana. She's yeah. not yeah. just Ariana Grande. And, like, it is so crazy that she could go through something as, like, oh, you know, seriously. breakdown-y or contentious as, like, oh, I had, like, a three-month summer fling slash engagement with, like, a minor SNL player. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, she somehow managed to, like, that whole time be, like, this is, you know, this is me. Like, please don't think I'm, like, going through anything. Like, I'm, I kind of am, but, like, I'm on it. Yeah, it was just, just really life. nice. Yeah. Be stand- like, I'm fucking 25. Like, let me, let me, like, have a stupid, ill-advised For her day. to bounce out of, and it is interesting, I mean, to go from, like, a, like a quote-unquote failed, very public relationship, and then have the person she was romantically linked to before that, you know, t- you know, die, pass, away, pass yeah. away, and then to, like, come out of that and be, like, still, like, mentally stable and not like you know getting chased around by tmz and like succumbing to those pressures well, and, and like, stuff like that a That's shooting like, at her show a shooting in manchester oh yeah the, uh, all she's the going shit. back yeah she's gonna God. do a big concert there. fucking gangster she, yeah i never had an opinion either way about ariana grande it's not like i, I you know i always enjoyed the music it's i like pop music mm-hmm. but this year i'm like oh, I, lo- I like her she's dope and yeah, i never like i was never like i don't funny. like her yeah she, she manages to come across like an individual level-headed sure. yeah. like really strong-willed person. Mm-hmm. I just got so much respect for her this year. I'm like genuinely rooting for her. Yeah, she's Yeah, it. it's it's really great. It's been a great year for her and like also a tough year, but that kind of just makes yeah, it even better. It also makes tough. killer fucking music. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This means it Sweeney was rules. her year. What? It was her year. Yeah. Right? Just, yeah. That just means <laughs> Sorry, it, just... I was just doing a... <laughs> so uh, much gravity on that yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> I put so much... I put all, a little bit of steak on it. <laughs> so and funny, and you, we already said that like five times. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Everybody. One thing for her sure. Year. It is her, her year. year. Damn, son. Right yeah, and the album goes really hard. And I also cannot believe that Thank You Next, like, I'm sure it was probably, like, a pre-existing song that they adjusted the lyrics to. But, like, the fact that she presented it, like, oh, I just fired this off, like, in response to what I'm feeling right now. And it is a gigantic pop smash mm-hmm. earworm. Like, I, she's not, like, a super, because she's so R&B, a lot of her songs aren't, like, the most single slash chorus sing-along friendly. And then she just, like, turned around and, like, dumped this, which isn't even part of her album, and it's, mm-hmm. art, and it's like, dominating. Wild, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is how big she became this year, is uh, I watched this, uh, like, Mickey Mouse's 90th birthday thing on ABC, and now there are people who are ripping off Ariana Grande. And, oh, like, yeah. And it was, like, this 16-year-old girl who was doing, like, that kind of breathy singing that Ariana Grande does. But she was like having an orgasm to a Little Mermaid song. It's like, what are these feet? Like, these are really like not the thing you want to mention yeah. <laughs> when you're sounding really sexual. Feet. Yeah. Oh, what are they called? Uh, feet. <laughs> but like, I, rem- I remember when everyone was like, "Oh, she's just like a B-list Mariah," and they yeah. like no. No one would accuse Which her of that fine. now. Which is fine. Be a be- yeah, I mean, I mean like, also, like, on, like, that means her fucking... voice is fucking amazing. Yeah. Seriously. No we could only compare her to the woman with the greatest <laughs> voice of all time. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, speaking of former child stars, someone who has, like, managed yeah. that very well. Yes. Uh, Okan, it's time for your fourth pick. Okay. Fourth pick. Honestly, it, it brought me a lot of joy this year. It's the... The running joke in eighth grade of someone just going, LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> I just loved it. I oh, loved my God. It. You know who was okay. having a big year this year? That meme. Yeah. It got into a movie. LeBron James. I love it. James. I love eighth grade. The and you mentioned earlier, like, Queer Eye, something where it's like you're all sitting next to each other oh, crying. Yeah, yeah. That happened. I saw it with my friend who was, like, also my age, also a woman. And, like, at that point where they're around the campfire and she just says, like, do I make you sad because, oh my God, I'm literally choking up right now. Like if I had a kid who was like me, like that would make me sad. Yeah. And just, you could literally hear both of us just go like, we just had tears like streaming down our faces and just like weren't looking at each other because we were both in our like private, just like sob moments. Yeah. You don't want to look at someone when you're crying. That's <laughs> rough. It was really tough. But yeah, I thought that movie was incredible. I just wish I was there to see you guys crying so then I could put my head in between your heads and go, LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> the kid that who did the LeBron James has also did a Demarcus Cousins one that might be even better. What? Yeah. Demarcus oh Cousins. Demarcus Cousins. Demarcus Cousins. <laughs> I didn't know that. It's so I good. Uh, Demarcus Cousins. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Demarcus Cousins shows up. It was up in really the last crazy. One. I cannot believe a dude made that movie. Like it is so. As someone who also Big Bo like, yeah, I yeah, Bo Burnham did an amazing job, and also like specifically. I obviously, like, didn't have Snapchat when I was that age, but I feel like when I was that age, that was when, like, AIM was a thing, Mm -hmm. and then, like, Facebook became a thing, like, literally going into ninth grade, but, like, that thing of, like, we are... you are younger than us. Yeah, just that I'm that age. Yeah, we used to call it AOL Instant Messenger. AIM. It's so different. (laughs) You you dumb child. child. (laughs) You're a baby. (laughs) So different. But, yeah, like, I remember that feeling of, like, oh, like, we're going to get really into this. Our parents don't understand what it is, so they're not going to tell us that we can't do it. And then also, like, we're 
too young and too insecure to like have a handle on it. So it feels super important. Like I remember people going into school the next day and like talking about their aim conversations. Yeah. <laughs> and it was and there was like aim drama. Like first time I hooked up was via an aim. <laughs> oh hell yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You cybered. I did. Well, well this year you did set up a uh, IRL. Cool. Yeah. What was okay. it? Cool. I did. Cool Jew eighty six. Sticky McJew. Sticky. Yeah. I d- I did lose my virginity <laughs> through an aim conversation. Did like, see? We, what? Yeah. Oh wow, Vital. that's crazy. AIM. Uh, see, when yeah. it was called AIM, people were fucking. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sean Jordan, tell me your fourth and final picks. All right. Uh, imagine we're gonna rip through these. We so, gotta. Um, I'm gonna pick uh, for my fourth pick. It was gonna be Paul McCartney. You shithead. I'm kidding. You're my best friend. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Um, I'm gonna pick uh, Travis Scott. Sicko mode, man. Yeah, dog. It's, nice. I never really again never gave a fuck about Travis Scott before that, yeah. and I was like, a lot of people didn't. I remember David came over to the crib and he he put it on. He's like, this dude can fucking rap yeah. and i listened to it, i was like holy fuck it's this dude can't fucking rap also his uh those baby blue sneakers he released this Ooh, year the, tra- uh, the cactus jacks yeah, yeah the cactus jacks he put out some fucking dope jordans yeah yeah they are one of my favorite sneakers yeah just that song just knocks and we it, put it on at the office christmas party yeah Big time. <laughs> Big time. Big time. Every Uber you call between yeah. the hours of 6 p.m. and 2 a.m. Friday and Saturday. We'll have to Uber Angeles. around tonight. If they're not playing it, I'll tell you who's playing it. Your boy with uh, with their ox cord, you know? I love how Drake the on there. Let's go back to Drake. One, yeah. Like he's in a, in a hugely popular rap song. He's mostly just talking about sleeping on uh-huh. a flight. 13 hours till I land, like bragging about <laughs> yeah. taking a long flight. Yeah. Oh, that does sound cool. I also got a sciatic nerve condition from the exact same thing, Got Greg. back problems, yeah. Aubrey. Yeah. Some of us over here with real life back problems, All Graham. Right. Doctor says I need a bachyotomy. Pulmonary yeah. uh, <laughs> embolism from not getting up and stretching my legs. I thought that's what I had. And then it turned out to be a sciatic nerve thing. Uh, and then your fifth pick? And we'll, this, we'll make this a speed yeah. round. Now, this is unfortunate because I haven't seen it, but I feel like I can pick it anyways. I'm picking mid-90s. It's crazy that I haven't seen it. It's crazy that I haven't seen it. That is crazy that you haven't seen it. We saw a better skateboard thing this year. crazy that I haven't seen it. I mean, no. oh, is, Mindy no, yeah. the Gap. Yeah, yeah. That's what that? I was talking about. Yeah. We did watch it. It's amazing. It, it is but hard to watch. I'm just picking mid-90s so because I just know that it's spot-on culturally for skateboard. It's the only good skateboard movie there's ever been. Gleaming the Cube wasn't actually a good movie. Grind fucking sucked. Street Dreams was ridiculous. Uh, and I, again, I haven't seen it, but I just, I know. You should so see. as someone who has seen the movie, of I, which I've we heard are the, the language talking. is very problematic, but. Well, it's more like, it's this weird thing where it's kind of trying to straddle the line between being nostalgic and being like critical of the culture. And mm-hmm. I just, it's, it's trying to do a good thing. I just think like he's a first time writer director. He just doesn't like have that nuance yet. Yeah. So like, I weirdly remember someone saying this in a podcast about that Steve Jobs movie, but they mm. were saying like, I feel like I just watched a really damning case for the prosecution. And then at the very end, the dude was like, and the defense rests. Well, it's not like skateboarders are they're not good people all yeah, of them well, you know just I mean like, it's I was basically a shitty telling kid, like a like really that. sad story about like a yeah. lost kid who kind of finds some like shitty role models and like it's very self-aware about like one of them yeah. wants to be more professional but then like the others are kind of like wasting their time there's a lot of like not good family stuff kind of around the edges yeah. and it's like weirdly sad in some ways but then at the very end it literally ends with just like a skate montage that the tone of which reads very like look at all the fun times we just had oh, yeah. and it's but a little like there's a great skateboarding movie that came out this year as well called Skate Kitchen about a female skate group. Yeah. Uh, super fun. 
it has this awful family plot line that yeah. fucking takes you out well, of it. You minding, just like that they made a skateboard the gap that's like loyal, is incredible like cuz it's about so it's literally about skateboarding like capitalism, the erosion of the rust belt, yeah, like abuse, yeah. trauma. It's yeah. just it wraps up all these big ideas just by like following a few people's lives and then the filmmaker himself you find out is like a sur- a survivor yeah, of like sure. physical abuse in his home. It's just yeah. it's incredible. Definitely uh, recommend Mighty the Gap. Yeah. Okay. Quick last pick. Uh, the favorite's my second favorite movie of the year. My first favorite movie is a movie called Thunder Road. Everyone should watch it. It's fucking incredible. It's uh, about an hour and a half. It's just about a cop. Right. You like them right around an hour and a half. Yeah. Right around ninety. <laughs> yeah. Right around. It's about, about a cop 90. who whose life is destroyed. Based on the eulogy he gives at his mom's funeral. Really? Oh, so it's like Bojack Horseman the movie. <laughs> uh, I guess so. Uh, it's super funny. It's like truly like the only time I've ever seen a character like this. And like the guys, uh, the guy who wrote, directed, and starred in it, it's so charismatic. It felt like seeing Danny McBride the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's like I it's praise. a character who the whole movie you're just waiting for him to fully explode. And it just builds tension that way. It's amazing. Nice. I've heard good things. It just never, never got around I to it. See it? Yeah, I haven't either. That's Hard. what this round is for. You know? Hard recommend. Yeah. Uh, Allison, have your final pick. All right. We briefly touched on this earlier, but I'm gonna go with Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Hell yeah. Um. So Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat was a cookbook, or like it's kind of a cookbook, but it's mostly like trying to teach you how to cook so you don't need it's a cookbooks. Basics. Yeah. It's yeah. basically just like. It's sort of like the food lab and there is a lot of science in it, but it's also very like warm and conversational because she is this like Bay Area guru who trained at Chez Panisse. And so mm. it's very like affable and conversational and like very focused and patient. Like it just broadcasts patience even though it's a book. And so the book became like this huge cold classic among home cooks, but then they turn it into a Netflix show. And I feel like there's not like an immediate – you don't quite – like you don't – read the book and are like, I want to see a TV version of this. Yeah. It's just kind of like, oh, that's that's interesting. I'll watch that. And then it turns out, you know, she's also an incredibly charismatic on-camera presence. Yeah, she's so likable. Which is so rare. Like, I mean, I work with a few people who fit under this category, but it is insane to me that writing and performing are two totally separate skills, and it's really crazy that someone happens to have both of them. But yeah, like, she's amazing, and basically every episode is dedicated to one of the four building blocks and then she just goes to a country and like illustrates how the principles of cooking are universal and so like you can go to Italy and like the main fat there is like pork fat and like you eat gelato but you yeah, could also you could just but, yeah and olive, olive oil, oil yeah. and like yeah, focaccia love... like you could just but you could just as easily like go to France and do it about butter or right. like whatever yeah. and then like the salt episode is in Japan and then the heat episode is just her like cooking in Berkeley and it's a really interesting hybrid of like that Anthony Bourdain style I'm just like gonna go to cool places around the world but then also like that Ina Garten I'm gonna like welcome my friends into yeah. my yes. kitchen and like just talk you through as I make things and host a really nice looking dinner party and yeah she's wonderful so Fantastic. It's really good. Netflix nails those food shows. And that was really, You're really out of good. breath. What are we talking about? I'm out of breath. You're out of salt, salt fat, fat acid, acid heat, heat, baby. All right. Uh, I'm going to make my final pick now. And I'm okay. going to take uh, the Mac Miller Tiny Desk Concert. Aww. Oh, that was this year, huh? It was this Man. year. Yeah, it was oh, this summer. Oh, God. Before his, before his final album. It's so good. Thundercat said that he's got Thundercat like playing bass and then just the triangle on yeah. one of the songs. 
it's just like if you want to realize who we're missing out on. Because he had, you know, he started out as like YouTube rap and like backpacky type Man, stuff. Man, people had some opinions about him that were just fucking wrong. Crazy, yeah. I, I mean, I you can't be wrong with an opinion, but. This guy. Dude, you should wa- watch the Mac Miller Tiny. Yeah, bits. it was weird. It's like, so I good. didn't really engage with his work. And then after he passed, people were sharing stuff. And I was like, oh, man. God, like, he's amazing. Kind of... He seems like a great guy. Some of the people oh, in our comedy yeah. community knew him. Yeah. He was right. He was right, right there. Th- he was right there. I know. He was fucking right there. Yeah, That's it what's... really, it's really sad to, I'm glad that I finally got to know his work, but it sucks to go into that, like, yeah. knowing you're not going to see mm-hmm. any more from him. Um, but yeah, just check that out. It's yeah. my favorite, th- one of my favorite things this year. Hell yeah. Uh, so just to recap, Sean Jordan, <laughs> yes, 2018, sir. you went first. You took A Star is Born, The Queer Eye Reboot, Atlantis, uh, Robin Season, Sicko Mode, and then Mid-90s. Better than Atlanta. You got to get around to seeing. You got to get around to seeing. <laughs> I, I know. Sean O'Connor, you went Succession, uh, Mitski, The Favorite. LeBron James, and then Thunder Road. <laughs> Allison Herman, you took Killing Eve, Nanette, Black Panther, Ariana Grande, and Salt, uh, Fat, Acid, Heat. I got the order right, right? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. I went last, I took Red Dead Redemption 2, Daytona, <laughs> Scorpion, the Paul McCartney Carpool, and the Mac Miller Tiny Desk. Wow, yeah, you man. got the most grab baggy. Yeah. I yeah, really did. did. I think I might have the least fun one. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is obviously watching things while my kid goes to sleep. Yeah. Sean and Sean Jordan and Al, I think you two have the best ones. <laughs> Thank but, you. I, but mine is very honest to who I am. Yeah. <laughs> deeply, <Yeah>. deeply. <laughs> my, and mine, mine is honest to who I am, which is just a faux intellectual. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> just a piece of shit. We left <laughs> some great stuff on the board. Uh, Billions season two. I thought season three. I, I thought three season three. Gritty, uh, the uh, big cow. Oh, Gritty's good. Big as... cow as pop culture. Uh, um, Mining the Gap. Was so good. God, we watched that Won't and the man who sold the world in back to back. That's oh, an old wow. skateboard documentary, but there. Uh, damn, yeah. Detroiters. Detroiters. R.I.P. Uh, uh, the finesse, re- the finesse with Cardi B and Bruno Mars. Yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. love oh, that Ooh. song, dude. Uh, um, see, I'm trying to think of what else was on our list that I didn't on my TV list that I didn't mention. Oh, the Good Fight on CBS All Access. No one on Earth has seen it, but it is so fucking I heard good. It's so good. Oh, I had Literally. Twitter meltdowns on my list, but I just didn't take it. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> Netflix we should talk about Twitter specials. when we're celebrating yeah. things. <laughs> we want to hear your uh, yeah, my comedy special on Netflix. Thank you, John. 15 minutes of fire. Uh, <laughs> we we want to hear yours. Hit us up at All Fantasy Pod on Twitter. All Fantasy podcast at gmail.com support us on the patreon Thank shout you. out to the all fantasy everything subreddit yeah. shout out to saint sue carmel shout out to the god super producer marissa there she goes shout out to david bory up in san francisco doing stand-up right now shout out to frankie ocean shout out to Sid the dude. <laughs> dude you're killing it uh <laughs> fucking and more important than all of that tune in again next week for another brand new episode of all fantasy everything clackety yeah dog That was a HeadGum Podcast.